Yo, this is Conan. You're listening to World of Wrestling Podcast with Tax and Rich. Boom. Recording. Hey, you're in person, Tax. It's a bit unnerving, isn't it? It's been like, what, two years? How am I going to look at my notes and look at you at the same time? <laughs> Eye contact with real human beings. Uh, I don't this? like this. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. My name is Rich, and I'm joined in person by my good buddy, Tax Williams. I've literally no idea why I raised my arms in the air, because it's still just an audio podcast, just because, you know, we're in person, but it's fantastic to see you. In first time in 20 months, you are looking well, you are looking sprightly. It's looking almost a like a bit bigger in the se- midsection. <laughs> it's looking like you haven't had a great day <laughs> difficult outside of podcasting life yeah. experiences. Sure, parenting is a joy, isn't it? It's going to probably come back and bite me on the ass because, you know, we are recording in the tax office. We are. But everyone loves a gimmick. <laughs> As we're tax, o- as the tax office works. That's really <laughs> good. It's always for the gimmick from the office of Tax Williams. The fact that I'm in the tax office drinking from a Randy Porton cat mug <laughs> is just oh, it's so suitable. Overlooked by the uh, the barley hair. Apparently, it's a limited edition. Uh, four, 40 out of 150 by an artist I have no idea who exists. It's delightful. But it's always nice to have a reminder that this famous hair looks over me in my day-to-day work going... One day, you can aspire to own real art, you fuckwit. I love it. <laughs> that was slightly random, but I do like it. It's beautiful. It's quite pretty. I mean, for an audio podcast, this is not great content. But should we move on? <laughs> so we're doing WWE WrestleMania 30. <clears throat> Let the good times roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the wrong WrestleMania song. I believe the exact words we're supposed to be looking for are, Whoa, whoa, WrestleMania. And this is our lives. Bump it up, bump it up. The fact that we could do that in person, we could actually sing. Right, and that's the, that's the podcast. We're done. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> and to be fair, based on what we've got up to over the last 12, 16, God knows, episode of 2014 Monday Night Raw, sure. I'm surprised we didn't quit on this. The fact that we've made it this far, like this was on the horizon the whole time. Like, okay, we know that at the end of this terrible dog shit story we've been doing, we get to watch WrestleMania 30 at the end, right? It wasn't as good as I hoped. Oh, they never are. Let's be honest. Like, if you go back and you've got the nostalgic fuzzy feels about WrestleMania, you know, we made... I still wouldn't say it's a mistake going back and watching WrestleMania 17 when we did, like, our Austin Rock sure. trilogy. Because it's still a very, very fun show. and certainly better than this. Yeah. But I think everyone goes back with that nostalgia feeling of, of Dragon having his time in our main event as i'm sure we'll get to because i'm sure if you're listening to this podcast you are very much aware of what happened on this show sure but there's yeah. lots of things that happen on this show that are of note to the future of wwe yeah it's it's an intriguing one in that watching it through like there, there's moments which are quite fun and like there's it's not an awful show by any means oh no one. it's the best show of this series but the, yeah, like by a long shot, like by a country mile, this yeah. is the best show. There's of this more series. than one cornflake yeah. at the end of this, <laughs> this show. Yeah, by a long shot. But like the, the, the process of getting to this show, like it's very strange. It's, it's like they had no clue what was going to be happening. Like unless it was about three weeks out, it's only like, right, let's turn the corner. Let's set up everything we need to set up. And then the payoffs that happen on this show have clues to things that happened in the past but that were almost ignored over the last month like there's so (laughs) much there's so much pointless inaccuracies it's almost like you go back through and you watch it and you go 
there's a big plot hole here. There's yeah. a big plot hole here. How the hell we got to Mania and we've got S.H.I.E.L.D. versus the Outlaws and Kane? But I did see someone post on Twitter, like, reviewing Survivor Series. We had Survivor Series last night, um, which we're not going to yeah. go into in great detail. But I saw someone post on Twitter, God, I miss WWE in 2014 to 2019 with Seth Rollins <laughs> as the champion. What happened in that run is Seth Rollins killed Sting and the business continued to... And Daniel Bryan had to drop the belt. Sure, yeah. Oh, yeah. but before we get going, as it's been a long time since I've seen you, I have you a gift. You have a gift. I do. Presents. Heading away under here. Oh. Just something for you to keep busy at work. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a Darby Allen? What's it called? A tech deck? I believe it. I, I, I'm old, so I will call it a finger skateboard. Bro, that's awesome. But you've got Thank your own. Thank you so much. You've got your own custom trucks to change on them. Mate, that's amazing. I think they're technically the wheels. The trucks are the metal bits. Yeah, why not? But like, <laughs> were you a skater? I was a rollerblader. <laughs> <laughs> so no is the <laughs> I can tell you my first experience on the skateboard was outside Ashford International Station Yeah, and my friend had his new skateboard and I said oh can I have a go and I put my mm. foot on it and I stacked it and the skateboard went flying underneath a bus <laughs> I then quickly went off to um, I can't remember what the name of the skate shop in Ashford was but to quickly buy him a brand new <laughs> replacement skateboard <laughs> but the one that he got as his was split in half because that was the right thing to do nice I have performed a kickflip in my existence so i could skate at one point like 20 years ago but i could skate well, 10 years ago hmm, no 20 years ago I'm, I'm losing numbers i'm not you're not proud of me i'm very aware when i lose numbers <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much that's really really cool i'm half tempted to leave it on card Ooh, very nice i probably won't i'll probably get it out and actually like play with it you could probably take cause... it to like a, your next wrestle talk thing and start having memorabilia on your desk and see if it's the envy of some of your colleagues i might do my desk gets used as storage at wrestle talk it's very annoying <laughs> i turn up <laughs> everyone's like technical crap is on my desk Be like you just tidy that up and fix that and i'm like no <laughs> have it back you've got other people well, that's now. really what you need you need more gimmicks and you need more merch on your desk sure, just to make sure. sure they can't put stuff on it because they go oh i don't want to crush that sable bomb t-shirt or that um mean gene oakland <laughs> wobble head if there's a sable bomb oh, don't t-shirt worry, out there <laughs> literally it's on every single like ebay save search if i ever find one whatever mm. country i am purchasing it whatever size it can be in i'm half tempted to make one like for the people that don't know listen to this i've been on the search for a sable bomb t-shirt for years after dan macabre used to wrestle him one and i'm just like mm, i need one of those in my life but um yeah i'm, I'm a massive fidget I, i'm swear i'm autistic i have issues i'm very aware and i sit there and it's like soothing fiddling with stuff so a tech deck is yeah it's right up my street. thank you man. no problem at all I bad i didn't get you anything oh now. no the fact you are here okay. this is this is gift enough i bought you your mic stand back <laughs> so after 20 months of like using the other one we got you you know yeah. you've got two at least now it's so. what what a dream you can have friends around to do podcasting without me being here. <laughs> I was saying to my wife earlier, I do find it quite strange that a lot of my, my London-based friends mm. who I used to do accounts for, now obviously I've stopped doing accounts because I've obviously got this job that I don't need to worry about any extra money. Hell yeah, let's and also go, I don't yeah. want to pay for the insurance, blah, 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 blah. Sure. Um, it's amazing though, the number of people I no longer do their accounts for and I never hear from them ever again <laughs> on a social standpoint. It's almost like it's almost like the friendship was false. <laughs> I know this feeling to be fair. And also, in, mm. in fairness as well, pretty much the same as the wrestling industry. It's amazing how, obviously there are still core cool people like Coach Wicked and it's really nice to talk to him and sort of willpower, sure. it's really nice to talk to him and everything. 
But it really is quite interesting. Now, I'm not going to different shows, <laughs> not having interactions with things like OWE or... <laughs> Digging a big hole here, mate. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's amazing how all of a sudden it's like, those people don't tend to reach out or conveniently need things. And, sure, uh, yeah. yeah. It's interesting, that. I was having this uh, conversation with my lovely wife this evening. I'm getting used to saying my wife now. I'm well, last there. time I saw you, you were not married. Mm, indeed, yeah. Not that this is a shotgun thing. This has been like a childhood <laughs> sweetheart thing. It's yeah. not like in, like in lockdown, but 20 it's... months ago, you found someone, had a child, and then got married. 20-year anniversary, I've just realised. Hopefully not today, because if not... <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, actually... Oh. Could have been. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it's about a week for her birthday. It's about a week for her birthday. Well, now you can turn around and go, Hello, my dear. Happy anniversary. Have, have a take deck. Regifting for the win, yeah? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, well, that's a way to start the pod, Jesus. <laughs> There's a couple I've of garages on the way home. Get some flowers. <laughs> You'll be fine. Flowers on a Mars bar. <laughs> we were talking about something else, but that's, yeah, it's throwing me. Okay, so WrestleMania 30. Let the good times roll. We've already sung the WrestleMania song, which is my first note. So very, thank you very much for that. The 6th of April, 2014, live on pay-per-view. The first ever pay per view on the WWE Network it was indeed nine ninety nine tax nine ninety nine nine ninety nine. They're not horrific about promoting the nine ninety nine. They haven't been for the last few weeks either. Like we know it's because they've still got the pay per view yeah. thing, but they've also got the network. They were pushing it really hard, but then kind of stopped. I think because they realised that they were still cable providers at the time who wanted the money for for Mania. Sure, yeah. But yeah. I think this was the lo- this was the last Mania that was both pay per view and. WWE Network. Really? And it okay. wasn't the free first month either. I thought they still did the pay-per-views even today. They do, but they don't... A lot of cable providers don't carry them. Okay, fair enough. Makes sense. So, yeah, WWE, why would they pay them the money? Because Peacock's sh- bad. <laughs> I, I I'm was very horrified. aware. I'm in your house. No, fine, so I'm right. swearing less, I've noticed. Oh, very nice. I think there's like... Um... The, barley, the barley hair is looking down <laughs> on you. <laughs> there's a formality to being in someone else's home. I'm not effing and blinding endlessly. Like... But yeah, this the, I mean WWE. And you mentioned Peacock. It's appeared on my Dirty Skybox. Fucking cunt. There we go. That's better. There we go. Let's get out of the system. You know what I mean? Sorry. Continue. But Peacock's now appeared on my Skybox. Oh yeah. And now it's, it's in, in the, the UK. UK. Now. Now, Apparently, it's not the same though. No, it's not because there's like twelve shows and including the remake of Saved by the Bell. <laughs> not great. Not a great start. No. You never know. Um, but an interesting thing from a WWE standpoint, while we're on on business, we won't go on about mm. the releases because obviously you know we've we're, I've said it before. They're going to release people. It's a content company. It's out to make profit. Sure. Did you not find it interesting last night that they had taken a hell of a lot of money and a deal with Netflix to promote a film on Netflix on the Peacock streaming service? Is that yeah. not a little bit going to piss Peacock off a bit? But egg tax, egg. <laughs> yes 100 percent. it's ridiculous the fact that they're promoting this rock netflix show or whatever which for the netflix show it's a netflix movie and Ooh, i have watched sorry. it i watched it last night interesting what a movie was it good there were parts where i laughed i realized we were talking about guest house paradiso earlier i thought you meant you'd watch that but you've watched the rock's new movie oh, i watched the rock's new movie yeah okay cool. i mean i've also watched guest house paradiso because everyone likes becky lynch's wrestling gear yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure there's gonna be like maybe two percent of people that get that reference yeah. but i got it so <laughs> yeah. like it's fine but yeah um it was a, a palatable rock and ryan reynolds movie not a bad combination i like yeah. ryan reynolds i like the rock it's if you like watching sort of what i would consider trash movie where you don't have to think too much you've had a crappy day you put it on and True. you're like it's two hours long though 
Yeah, it's pretty reasonable nowadays. Like a lot of films, like four bloody hours. And it's oh, like, like the why? new Bond film seems to be like seven yeah. years. It's like, can we please do ninety-minute movies again? But this is beyond the point, I guess. At this point, <laughs> well, they've got they've got a whole like eighteen months to make up on the movie theater. So it's like keep them in, double sure. the popcorn. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but you know what wasn't in the popcorn? Was it the Superdome or the <coughs> Silverdome? We'll get so, there. I guess we've got to do pre-show. <laughs> We're at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans, Louisiana, USA. The attendance of 75,167 people, which is a shitload. Which is also the number of people who are still in catering in WWE, which is why they do the weekly releases now. <laughs> it was Eddie Kingston. It was like, I'm going to catering. Screw this segment. One promo without interruption. But yeah, sorry. From memory, I think uh, Coach Wicked and his lovely wife were at this mania in person. Oh, nice. Uh, in New Orleans. Cool. Yeah, I know they went to the New Orleans yeah. one. Was it this one, do you yeah. think? Okay, awesome. We should have got him in on that. And, like, well, I did think opinion. I probably should have asked him if he had any insider's tips, but I've been really busy and forgot. So apologies, Mr. Wicked. It's all good. So the commentary... Oh, God. ...is unfortunately still by Jerry Lawler. Boo. I want boost for all of these. John Bradshaw Layfield. Boo. And Michael Cole. Boo. I was praying for a JR cameo. I really thought, I genuinely thought for this mania that JR turned up. Yeah. But it, I, I obviously got it mixed up because it was um, Taker Michaels 2 where he turned up and did the cameo. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. I thought there was four or five where like JR just appeared randomly to a WrestleMania or whatever it was. I don't really remember the specifics. Like, my memory's terrible. But uh, there's two or three moments which are very memorable on this show. And <laughs> you watch them through and you're like, you kind of get emotionally invested a little bit, I found myself. Oh, yeah. And then... Well, I'll say one of them now. Michael Cole goes, the streak has ended. <laughs> You're like, factual. I'm but... in Winchester. <laughs> exactly. Like, imagine JR calling that moment. It would have just elevated it to a completely different level. Yeah. The passion, like, knowing when to shut up. Like, there's moments in this show where you're like, please, stop. Just stop talking. Like, the intro, right? So, okay, before we get into that, the good bits, okay, we'll start a WrestleMania pre-show. Also, titled the pre-show, it's not the kickoff panel express memorial cup or something. <laughs> it's just the WrestleMania pre-show. It's this was so. There's two hours of pre-show. Uh, I, I struggled to find any pre-show on the network to start with, and so I had to go to YouTube thinking, oh, maybe it was a YouTube exclusive. Watched the first hour on YouTube. Ah, uh, because they did the split. Yeah, the second hour is on the network, but both hours are actually on the network. Okay, now like you, ha- it's very very difficult to find. I had to go to a what do they call it? Like the uh, the moment of that pre-show, like yeah, you know, and it was like a Trish Stratus is on the panel moment. So I was like, all right, so they do have it. Click through, found the show. Like, I couldn't search for it at all. Couldn't find the network. Well, whatsoever. search function on the network is at best non-existent. It, it's better than fight. That is horrifically bad. Put a fast forward fucking button on it, fight, not a 30 Jeez. second skip. Because Absolutely. when I watch Dynamite in the mornings, I don't want to sit there and go, da, 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 da. And the yeah. worst thing is, the fact it doesn't save the, the same stopping point from if you watch it on a different device to watching it on like a smart TV. Sure. Does my head. It's like, I watched the first hour like at work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, trade so secrets revealed <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll be like oh it's my lunchtime watch the other hour then yeah. I've got to then sit there and just go and uh, 120 presses forward oh, mate, that's horrific and then it doesn't log them all so you can like do four minutes wait for it to load four more minutes wait for it to load it's like sure. oh mate so 
uh, I guess I can say this now because it'll probably come out about the same time. So we've made like what's called a video essay. Do you know what I mean? It's, these, it's like nope. mini documentaries on YouTube. Okay. It's like you see 10 minute documentaries about one specific subject matter. It's a parts of unknown. Okay. So it's a new thing we're trying and we did a hangman one. So me and Tempest, almost say the shoot name, uh, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> me, me and Brian. <laughs> Me and Brian is tempered. Like, you never listen to this. Ah, tempered Brian. <laughs> I won't say his full name. Almost <laughs> went to say it. The impulsion to say his full name is unbelievable. He's very joyous. Um, <laughs> sorry, Brian, if you ever listen to this. Um, yeah, and also stop selling our shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> um, he basically did a very, very, very well put together video essay. It's about 10 minutes long about Hangman Page's story leading to the title web. And I got to edit this. And I wasn't originally penciled in to edit it, but I heard about it and was like, can I do this, please? Like, I'll still do my other work, yeah, but I'll also do like four days overtime so I can do this as well because I really want to because it's a story I'm very passionate yeah. about, right? And so to do this, I had to find every significant Hangman Page moment over the last three, four years leading back to bits of New Japan, bits of ROH, but mainly AW. Oh, dear. Being Brits, we have Fight, which is where AW is broadcast, like Fight.tv, F-I-T-E. And so I had to go through the entire back catalogue no. to find these moments, right? Now, if you search AEW Dynamite or Dynamite 5th of April 2019, it doesn't come up. They're very good. I and mean, this is what happens when they've got Cabana on board, like take care of piracy or whatever he had with um, uh, Road Res- uh, Wrestling Road Diary. Sure, yeah. And like they, they took down all the piracy. That is the one thing that AEW are extremely good at. It's a case of you will watch the content we want you to watch and you will not be pirating the shit out of our stuff. Yeah, sure. So the worst part about Fight, and I'm going to get this out of my system now because it's been bugging me because that's taken me a lot of fucking searching, <laughs> was that uh, if you go through their videos, they don't say this was filmed on the 29th of January 2020, the 22nd of January it would be if it was seven days before or whatever. It just has this was three months ago. This was six months ago. When you get to a year ago, it just is like these twelve are a year ago. These twelve are two years ago. I'm <laughs> trying to find the goddamn episode that you want. Sorry, how many weeks in a year? Sixty-four is it? Fifty-two. Fifty-two. Sometimes fifty-three. I'm very tired. <laughs> like so, fifty-two episodes of Dynamite to find one two-second moment of Hangman Page going, "Oh, I hate you, Nick." <laughs> Whatever <laughs> yeah. you know. So yeah, it's it, the video we've made is frankly incredible i'm very very proud of it but the process man i fight please add the dates to your bloody aw i mean in fairness like even on aw when i i'm going on to aw plus and Mm. it's like oh episode 42 21 sure what does that mean it's like you've just you've you've (laughs) done sequential numbers of so you've done number in the year and the end year brilliant so stupid it does my head in there's times when I think I've worked out their numbering system, and then I get to like halfway through, and I'm like, it's, it's not the same. It's changed. What's happening here? Quick, uh, quick side note on uh, Fight. If you really want to, you can watch the final series of Oriental Wrestling Entertainment Let's on Fight. Oh, nice. With uh, Michael Nee and Ellie Salinas on commentary. Cool, cool. Michael Nee and his mate, Torito <laughs> L. <laughs> So, pre-show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's celebrate. celebrate. <laughs> do, do, do. The, one of the worst Kid Rock songs. There's better ones. Oh, yeah. 
bar water we, we, we did this last week. Don't do <laughs> yeah, it again. So Stefan Triple H cut in a promo. This is the first hour, by the way. Uh, they basically go, hello, everybody. Welcome to WrestleMania. Isn't this amazing? Here's the stage. Like super babyface. Stefan Triple H. Well, you know, pre-show. <laughs> what the fuck? It's the first thing you see. This presentation of WrestleMania is Stefan Triple H being super babyface. I'm like, <sighs> that's because I'm pretty certain Vince was in a truck somewhere going, I'm sorry, Mark. Brock's refusing to do business. <laughs> so, so streak has issues. Hasn't the show started, Vince? Uh, Brock won't. Mm. Yeah. We'll just send Triple H and Steph out to do it. <laughs> so, two hours away from the show starting, there is not a single fan in the arena. Good. Shocked me actually, but um, yeah, they they filter in pretty quick. I, I thought this was going to be that WrestleMania where the Miz wrestles. In oh, front that of was no a SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was going to be one of those shows, but no, no, it's actually quite a lot of fans. But... It's only getting out of Mania's that people have issues with. Oh yeah, definitely. What was it the the uh, New Jersey one was yeah. horrific, wasn't it? Yeah, because they shut down all the public transport because yeah, it was too late. Oh, <laughs> God, horrific. So the panel was a beautiful combination of Josh Matthews, so... who's horrifically bad, one of the most annoying voices I think I've ever heard in pro wrestling. <laughs> But he did marry Madison Rain, so he's obviously doing something right. Did he now? With her date rape. <laughs> or drugs. One of the two. Actually? Who knows? He's married to her, so unless he's oh, still drugging her. I thought like this was... Oh, oh no, no, no. There, there, there's, um, but from a legal standpoint, Josh Matthews has done nothing <laughs> wrong that I'm aware so, of. Josh Matthews. Boo. Booker T. Boo. Kinda. Booker T. Mick Foley, briefly. Yeah, nice. Yeah, exactly. And camo hat, long hair, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Which is one of my favorite types of Shawn Michaels, I'm going to be yeah. honest. He's very funny. Uh, Renee Young in 2014. Yeah, banging. Uh, promos we get from Dragon and Bray. There's lots of video package in the panel chatting shit. That's pretty much the first hour. Yeah. Nothing really Stand- Well, obviously, they're not going to have any matches. So they want them to go on the network. If they're giving it away yeah. for free, yeah. that's the hard sell. Yeah, exactly. You would have thought they'd add a bit more to it, to be honest, but whatever. So second hour, exclusive to the network. Uh, exclusive. Uh, took much searching to find it, as I said. Um, oh, so an ass- <laughs> asshole not-so-casual racist Jimmy Hart joins the panel. <laughs> <laughs> Zeb Colton going, someone's shitting on my gimmick. Exactly, right. Um, there's lots and lots and lots and lots of... Andre was big, wasn't he? Big hands, isn't he? Drank a lot of wine. Pretty strong. This second hour of this pre-show is pretty much just Andre was big. It was really big. But there's a battle royal, Rich. Did you know he was big? <laughs> like that's literally it. It's it's horrifically bad. Um uh, what else? Oh, Alex Riley joins the panel. CM Punk chance. Say it to my face. <laughs> Promos from the Shield. So Sierra Hotel Indigo Echo Lima Dickheads. <laughs> and Tris Stratus joins the panel briefly. So um could you, as it's WrestleMania Triple X, could you give me some 90s MIDI funk music? So we can do this because we're in person now. Good. Gentlemen, here to make your wildest fantasies come true. Coming to the stage next, please welcome the beautiful Fatal 4-Way Elimination Tag Team Championship match. Lovely. That was delightful. Thanks. We can keep this gimmick going all night. <laughs> <laughs> so, casual racist Seb Coulter makes a return. Yay! <laughs> you know, we've had non-racist Seb Coulter for a few weeks. Yeah. He literally opens the show from WrestleMania by going, even though many of you sneaked across the border, <laughs> you can all be real Americans. I'm like, for fuck's sake, guys. So the first hour is Triple H and Steph, Super Babyface 
biggest heels in the storyline. Second hour is started with, I'm being all racist, did I? <laughs> just like, WWE to a T. Oh, maybe they were trying to play on the, look at all of you who have actually flown here from international waters. And, and you've crawled across the border. He just hates your... Mexicans is what it boils down <laughs> yeah. to. Like, this is his gimmick. So did Vince. Yep, factual. I mean, never pushed any, did he? So, uh, well, Eddie. <laughs> Only out the door. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. Uh, so pre-show, uh, real American, Swiss Americans. Uh, pre-show, Baxel. Nicely done. Curtis Axel has a better than perfect T-shirt. No, not that is not acceptable. He bloody ain't, yeah. <laughs> pre-show lay, <laughs> Matadores. Get it? Sorry, oh that God. one popped me. <laughs> so they literally, there's seventy five thousand people in their seats now. The matadors come out, and they're just like, "Who's this?" <laughs> like, there's not a silence. There's not a sound. That's because Michael Neal was introducing Torito L somewhere. Torito's doing the bull thing, and the crowd's going, "Like, that's it." <laughs> that's, that's, no only cause, cause that's only because they're suddenly going, "Where's my green card?" Seb's here. <laughs> <sighs> JBL says he wants to shish kebab that little Mexican monkey. <laughs> a literal quote. Can he say that, Joey? He definitely can't say that, Joey. We are off to a hot racist start. <laughs> JBL goes on to call Torito a chimpanzee, and then Michael Cole calls him it. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. <laughs> I was literally sitting there going, did I just hear what I heard? You're going, it is actually a, a blah, 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 blah. I'm like... That's a human being. Oh, well, is it? Is it a bull? Maybe it's gender neutral. They A bull's gender neutral? They are not a... I <laughs> don't think they are. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> he says... This bull identifies ass. Mate, Cole says, it looks like a buffalo tonight. <laughs> oh, or is he talking about the Div- Divas match? <laughs> <laughs> Here's a good one. You say pre, I say show. Pre-show. Pre-show. Tag team championship pre-show sos. Don't think I got away with that one. Uh, so <laughs> don't think I got away with that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, brilliant. <laughs> At least I can watch you die in person. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? <laughs> so, um, it's a Tower of Doom spot. Pretty sure Ryback broke his ax- broke his ankle. <laughs> Ryback broke his axle. <laughs> I mean that too. <laughs> so they do Matadors do a suplex to someone off the second rope to the outside. Oh, danger! Very much so because it's three dudes and a Torito all falling onto like Need you know, a murder clown. Yeah, exactly. Times three, hundred percent. Yeah, like oh, quickly on murder clown triple A. Kenny's relinquished the mega belt today. Oh, has he? Yeah. Interesting. Didn't, so, the didn't... Kingo's going to get it. Oh, oh no. Yeah, Wait a minute. Assume. No, because the clowns are around. Seeco <laughs> Circus, brother. Yeah, like... Well, they're y- teaming with uh, Velasquez. Either oh, yeah. Triple Mania. Yeah, it's... um. Pagano, Psycho wait, Clown, wait, and wait, 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 wait. Didn't we just have Triple Mania? It's Triple Mania Regia. <laughs> what does Regia mean? I, I Basically, I'm assuming it's a do-over, because they get it, and it's, right. and it's on the 4th of December, Rich. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay. I haven't seen anything about I'm this. so excited. I follow like four different Lucha blogs now because I'm very interested in AAA. I find it hilarious. Like, is this a real thing? Like, yeah, it's happening. It's with with um, with um actual people in attendance as well again. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Arena, not Mexico, whatever No, it it's not Arena Mexico. 
it's a, it's it's a different arena where they did it in 2019 because they did a second because they did two in 2019. Yeah. And now they're doing two again this year. So it's like you know how New Japan and they really do two show WrestleManias, two show WrestleMania. Yeah. They're like two different months of Triple Mania. Well, that's because now now they're allowed to go in the arena for this one. They're not going to be wrestling in the rain. <laughs> Basically, all their outdoor shows they've had on um, space. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, so Kenny's relinquished the belt today. That seems a shame that he didn't just lose to Andrade now. Well, Andrade's nowhere near the card. Or by the sound of things, based on reports today, nowhere near Charlotte Flair either. Really? Well, there's a big buzz, Rich. I'm surprised that the WrestleTalk haven't lowered themselves to cover this at this stage. They might have done by the time we do this, but yeah. apparently Andrade has unfollowed Charlotte on Twitter. Ooh, <laughs> I know, I know. How oh. dare he? Mm, okay. So, um, um, blah, 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 blah. Swagger taps out Matadors, eliminated. Uh, Wait, it's an elimination tag, was it? It's elimination oh, tag. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Of course it is, WrestleMania. Um, so, uh, I have a note about selling here. Uh, Ryback went to the school of Luger. <laughs> oh, well, you know, he needs a hero. <laughs> literally and a bus. <laughs> There's literally moments where they go to the outside and he's going, Ooh, ah, roar! like, ah, <laughs> you and Will Power would love this. Uh, Cesaro neutralizes Ryback, eliminated. Uh, so we get to, to a um, pre-shows and the uber baby face racist Swiss Americans. <laughs> Uh, they do a cool standoff where they go, we, the people, who's, oh, probably the best thing of the pre-show, to be honest. And then they do a lovely four-way cut everyone off at the past spot. Really, really fun. And basically, it ends up to uh, the Usos doing their double, you know, that's definitely not my hotel room officer, for the one, two, three, and the Usos retain. Best name of a finisher in the business. Yeah. So the Usos, who only had to be put in this tag match because the other tag teams had helped... Um, helped Kane beat down the shield and the Matadors are also there. Yes. And a lot of these people... Oh, that was the story. I remember now. Yeah, Yeah, and a lot of the... uh, A lot of these people in the Andre uh, on the main show. Yeah, they all do... Most of them do double duty. But they didn't get paid double duty. (laughs) I mean, is that not a thing? I wonder. Who knows? Um, So, there is an after... Yes, there is. And this is the part I actually watched. (laughs) So... One of the big stories of these past few months that we've kind of were invested in and were joking about and chatting about was obviously Cesaro and Swagger seeming to be having issues at the start of this run we did. And they kind of made up and haven't really had any issues for the last month or so. Right? We've all been in those relationships. (laughs) (laughs) You would have thought coming into mania they're about to do what they're about to do. They might have done some teasing of dissension or something. The Ascension aren't there. <laughs> you get to see the disappointment in my I face know. at least now. <laughs> so, Seb and Swagger stand over a beaten Cesaro. Cesaro took the pinfall. Uh, Swagger put Cesaro into an ankle lock. How dare he put his teammate in the Patriot <gasps> lock? Oh my god. But it only lasts like three seconds. Because Seb comes across and goes, Don't! Stop, Jack! Stop! Like, proper... Like, babyface pleading with Jack to stop. My immediate assumption was like, okay, so Seb's turning face so Swagger can turn heel? It's a very weird scenario. Like, can then, you be a babyface racist? I mean, it's WWE. Maybe probably. Zeb would be at the board going, <laughs> come over. I'll shield you. 
We're to send the shield on here. <laughs> so after this brief moment, Cesaro stands up and he's like, you tried to hurt me. And Jack's like, oh, I'm sorry, mate. And Seb convinced him to shake hands, right? So they shake hands, but it's a ruse. Giant swing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what a maneuver. Cesaro, babyface Cesaro, jumps heel swagger, gives him the massive thing, does a Cesaro. Wait, the what? The massive the, the, thing? The, the swing, sorry. No, Cesaro on the pre-show I gave forgot- his <laughs> massive thing. I forgot what it was called. That's like the <laughs> thing, you know, the thing he always does. I tell you what, I've been, I've been in the swing before from Meathead. Right. I, di- I did not enjoy it. I imagine it sucks. Like being upside down for a few minutes, like mucking around with your kid or whatever. It's like the blood rushes your head. Yeah. It's nuts. But in the swing must be... Two of the things I think after my match of Meathead, I decide I would never take again. The blockbuster... Because it fucking hurts. Okay. And the Cesaro swing, because I did not like it, because you don't know when he's going to let go. Because right. he was a case of, and I'll do the swing. And I was like, how many times? <laughs> so I can. And it was, and then he just went, however many I can do. I was like, right. Uh-huh. Make yourself as heavy as possible. <laughs> potatoes, potatoes, potatoes. <laughs> I think he got to like six. But still, okay. six wasn't good. And when he dropped me, obviously I was I was going around with my head covered like that just in case. Sure. Horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. I imagine that's not a nice experience. Basically, <laughs> in SEPW, I think my two interactions with me had one where he jumped off the outside of the ring doing like a, a swanton when he wasn't overly good at controlling his body weight. So me and Two-Tone had to catch him. And I was so concerned about catching him, I didn't protect myself. And as I was falling down on my SEPW debut as Two-Tone's manager... Yeah, I was like, I'm falling, I'm falling, I've caught meathead. Hang on, I'm not protecting my head, I haven't tucked my chin. Wallop, smacked my head on the floor of like the Hawkins Community Centre. Uh, and that stage was like, oh, that has not gone well. Although what did go well, and also, hello to Mark Blake, I'm sure you are, you're still <laughs> listening. Um, I felt really bad, because it was on Father's Day, and it was my debut, had a microphone, cut a promo on Mark Blake as the ring announcer, made his son in the ring, cr- outside the <laughs> ring, cry, <laughs> And then I was backstage. Kids I was like, cry, bro. Sorry. I was like, oh, I feel terrible. And then at the interval, yeah. Mark Blake comes running out saying, that was amazing. You made my son cry. This <laughs> kid's in the business now. He gets it. And like, I was like, it's fine. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the, the weird little sign off for this, right, is now Cesaro gets a huge baby oh, face over reaction. as hell. Like huge, huge, like 70 odd thousand people will be like, oh, amazing, he's a face, they finally pulled the trigger. Right, Cesaro takes a step back before he leaves the ring and goes, we, the people, and he's like, that's the heel gimmick, no. <laughs> but on the plus point, getting the crowd behind Cesaro for later events. Yeah, So sure. genuinely... Payoff of the tag team. Good. Mm-hmm. We've got those splits up, so we go into the Mania splits and the new storylines. Story getting there was bad, but yes, I agree yeah. with you. And maybe this there are teases on this pay-per-view that they're finally going to do something with uh, Cesario. We'll get there. We'll talk about it in a bit, I think. Okay. But um, I guess we can talk about their round, the story of this rounding up later. Should we move on? Yeah, yeah. We'll okay, move on. All right. So... Um, blah, blah. so one of the things I want to say before we jump into the main show is part of my job, right, is I take photos of wrestling and I create videos with them. So I'm I'm watching this pre-show and I'm going, I know these people in the crowd. I know I've seen that face a thousand times. I've seen that face a thousand times. Oh, so Brock Lesnar guy. 
exactly right so it's it's well kind of to that extent those those two fucking clown and brock lesnar guy every aw show i'm like just, just go away <laughs> wear a different t-shirt you bastard <laughs> anyway, sorry, <laughs> I, I don't want to be mean i'm sure i'll bump into him at some point being a wrestle douche or whatever he doesn't know who i am it's fine um but like oh, we'll talk about signs in a second but <laughs> <laughs> yes we will but um it's when the Brock Taker thing happens. I'm sure everyone listening to this knows what's going to happen. I won't spoil it. We'll get to it. But those reaction shots that they take of those people in the crowd are shots that we use endlessly. So I'm watching this going, I know these people. This feels familiar. <laughs> it feels like yeah, it's a very strange experience like, watching this through. Anyway, so main show time. Let's oh, go. Marvelous. A, we open with a New Orleans video package. Uh <laughs> this great quote someone once said a good time occurs precisely when we lose track of what time it is so 2014 wwe <laughs> is not a good time because <laughs> i never lost track of time enjoying these shows i used to use the word enjoy that's a lie yeah exactly it's they're just bad but outside of the the verbiage for it yeah. video package is very nice mate the the what we've watched over the last however many months to what they put in these video packages how do they do it it's the- incredible that instantly like watching that opening video package i was yeah. like i think of the exact words i said to myself were am i invested yeah and and also then it made me go have i been overly i haven't because it's been shit but it made me think have i been overly are they the am I the baddie? <laughs> am I the baddie? Yeah. Are they actually the goodies? Have they given me content I actually really enjoy? By the end of this video package, I had goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> just like, they're pretty good. <laughs> what WWE are very, very good at is taking 16 weeks of shit and putting it into two minutes of excellence. Yeah, absolutely, man. They're incredible. There's a, there's a couple of things that I have to question about this. They have a, a like a New Orleans themed. So it's got the jazz and everything, but it's got a uh, Seamus standing atop the Mardi Gras float. Yeah, he's not really there, is he? <laughs> <laughs> this my my thought was, is he on this show tonight? Like he is <laughs> barely, but like you know, it's like this seems like an odd person to feature as the main star of. It seems that Vincent Mann loves Seamus. Oh yeah. Because he loves the video package. Yeah, exactly. And I tell you what as well, it looked like quite a lot of these scenes, in fairness in the video, that obviously the images of the wrestlers and the the, the footage of the wrestlers, they weren't there when they were filming the New Orleans part of it. It seemed like they were supposed to other than the Bellas, who were clearly there for the whole thing and loving every minute of it. Absolutely. I wonder who was not willing to come and be a part of this shoot, because it's obviously a pre-tape, you know. Undertaker. (laughs) Cena, Wyatt, (laughs) Dragon, Orton, Tista, Triple H, Steph, none of them are in this. But Seamus, like a true pro. (laughs) I get to be a top of the flow? (laughs) I'm in. I'm main eventing the intro package. So once we get kind of beyond that point, we get a big focus on Dragon and Triple H in this video package. But did you notice that in this opening, there was not one clip or one bit of footage of WWE World Heavyweight Champion Randy Orton or number one contender main event Batista. It was the show was built around Dragon and Triple H. If I was watching this pay per view for the first time, the first thing I'd go is like, "Wow, that ginger guy's a big deal. Wow, those twins are hot. Oh my god." These two must be in the main event because that's what they're promoting. Oh, yeah. and look, and now there's Brock and Undertaker in this. Yep. Great. Not a single mention no. of Orson or Batista. 
And that's probably why they sold the show. Yeah, I mean, that, they're selling it on the back of Dragon and Triple H. Yeah, This definitely. is really what the whole build was about in the last month or so. Yeah. It's, it's astonishing that they focused on that. I guess that was the right decision in the end. Because it was the better story. Yeah. They did more in three weeks of Triple H and, and Dragon than they did with the entire 16 weeks of Orton being champion, running through Cena, yeah. and then Big Dave ruining the Rumble. Yeah. So, Pyro... There is some pyro. A bit tame, I thought, for WrestleMania. This was definitely a... This isn't a crown jewel pyro. No, definitely not. No. Or even this year's Mania, because they had stocked up their pyro budget. Sure. But it was, yeah, disappointing. Yeah. Um, as we said, giant stadium, lots of blue and white lights flooding the arena, but still in the spirit of, like, subtlety. Yeah. Like, it's it's great presentation, but it's like, now it feels... Nowadays, it feels so garish. Yeah. Like you watch Survivor Series this weekend, that big stadium and like the the bright purple and green and lights. Like I imagine sitting in the crowd with that giant light beam on you must be really fucking. But annoying. that's that's a new business model now. It's a it's a stadium model for their big shows. Yeah. Which is surprised me because Survivor Series is not a big show anymore, which breaks my heart to say. Yeah. But yeah, it's and, and the logo and just the colouring, the green, the purple, and the gold, like yeah. the classic Nola colours, it was very well presented as always. It's still I think my most my favourite mania in recent times was the roller coaster yeah that they had i thought that was really really smart and that (laughs) and that was also the evening i almost killed my newly born daughter did i ever tell you about this wasn't the one we electrified well i electrocuted myself yeah Yeah, i've never turned on this lamp i'll turn this on now (laughs) fuse the house (laughs) just after the undertaker's lost to roman reigns my wife is crying like i don't know why i'm crying it's like hormones (laughs) You don't even watch wrestling. You've just come up to do like the kid handover. That's probably the first time I was like, I'll stay up all night with the child, the baby. I'll do the night feeds. Sure. WrestleMania. <laughs> Look, child. No wonder why you're such an obnoxious <laughs> shitbag now. You have to listen to Vince McMahon for all this. Yeah. <laughs> She's listening to TLC as she sleeps. <laughs> what about the um, giant purple triple X fleur de lis set? I mean, I've seen that on other websites. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. <laughs> I was, it's just as always, like when they when they do it properly. Well, and they actually you say go always. Into, well, when they when they actually go out to go, we're going to have a nice staging. Yeah, they'll do it. Recent years for pay per views, they've gone. We've got a video wall. Yeah, and a big. Like, you're being fucking lazy now. Big ramp and a video wall, and you're like, yeah. come on, guys. Oh, in fairness, though, they're like, we've got to use these screens from the Thunderdome somehow. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's the entrance ramp now. <laughs> Uh, I I love this stage. I think it looks uh, really, really. It's not like the the giant like tower ones yeah. or the roller coaster or something like that impressive, but it looks clean and big and impressive. And the ramp takes ten minutes to get down, which I love about WrestleMania. Love big something ramp. very special about that, you know. Oh, oh, you can you can tell it's back in person. These <laughs> microphone stands. <laughs> so AEW's Justin Roberts intros host Hogan for the night. Say the N word, fucked Bubba's wife. Do 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 do. Uh, the video ramp is awesome. Very very long ramp. Looks really cool. We have our Mountain Dew sponsored commentary team, and this is how they open the show. Tax. Oh, it's fucking disgusting. King goes. Oh my god. This is sending chills down my spine. Cole goes, 75,167 WWE fans sold out the Superdome. Guys, it's all come full circle for Hulk Hogan. That's the intro to WrestleMania. Well, when he comes crashing down and it hurts inside. Mm, said the end. Bob's wife. Bob's wife. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
Cole's been awful this whole time. His intros are worse than Tanae in TNA. That's saying something. I mean, not to be disrespectful uh, to Cole, because I think he's probably now just got to the point where he just does what's in his headset. Yeah. He's like, I've probably got a job for a very long time. Sure. Um, I will do as I'm told and I'll take the money because everyone will always go, I was the one to follow JR, so I'm always going to be shit. Therefore, I don't care. Yeah, maybe. You would have thought that, I'm, I, maybe this is not me blaming Cole, but it's it's WrestleMania. Should be excited. Yeah, you should hear, welcome to WrestleMania! Like, at the very least. The most interested he's been in a WrestleMania was last year when him and Joe were in ponchos and they were having to ad-lib. Yeah. And then Cole was genuinely having a nice time. Again, one of the best WrestleManias ever. Just because it's like, we had some fans back. Mayhem with the weather. We don't know whether it's going ahead. It's so exciting. Couldn't believe that. I still don't believe the... Uh... <laughs> The delay. Quick, rush people in front of the camera. These are the best promos we've had in five years in WWE. Comparing that feeling to this feeling in 2014. Well, again, in fairness, like I said, like the promo, the hype video. Mm. Again, I was looking forward to it. The problem came, as always, when I was like, I'm just going to be watching half hour promo at the start of Mania. Yeah, I didn't expect this to be half an hour. It fucking was. It was. It's WrestleMania. Open with a match, right? I mean, I understand the idea we're 30 years in. We've got Hogan. We've got other guests. We could say Austin and Rock turn up as well. It's yeah. the moment we have all three in the ring together. The lads trying to get themselves over. Yeah. Everyone like, trying to one-up each other. Maybe 10, 15 minutes. Half an hour is, is too much. That was very much a The Rock going into business for himself as always. Yeah. And I like The Rock. And Hogan and Austin, to be yeah. Less Austin, I would say. Aust- Austin was basically out and did what he was told. Took yeah. his paycheck and left. Sure. Mocked Hogan. Yeah, which is funny because he says uh, Silverdome yeah. rather than Superdome, doesn't he? And then he, Hogan first line of the night, by the way, yeah. botched. You know, great. And Hogan, you've got that face expression. Of, Why are they booing me? I'm Hulk Hogan, <laughs> and he just has this blank face expression. Of, and then you just see the cogs turning. It's like Superdome, brothers. He said it twice without realizing, and then that happened. And you're like they were booing him the whole time. You're like, oh, so good. And man. at least then on commentary, Cole's laughing, going, ah, yeah. "You're getting sacked." Absolutely, man. Um, I, who who do you think got the biggest pop? Uh, Rocky, Austin, and uh, the other one, Hogan. I thought Austin. Okay, it's not Hogan. No, <laughs> no, it's, it, it, it's definitely it's definitely like a toy a coin toss a toy cost toy cost <laughs> a toy cost between uh, Rock and Austin. But I'd say Austin edged it. I think it was. Um... I think uh, people weren't expecting at all to see The Rock. I think it was a long time while Rocky was away, right? Yeah. When did he come back to WrestleCena? It was after this, wasn't it? Hang on, so it was... Uh, 2014, we're talking. 20, 25 so. was Undertaker Michaels. 26 was Undertaker Michaels 2. Then they did back-to-back. 27 was Miz. 28... No, it was only last year, actually. Oh, so it was last year. Yeah. With Cena and everything. Yeah, the, like, second, the second Austin Rock. I'm terrible with memories and stuff, but... So, we've got Austin. <laughs> that time when Miz main evented WrestleMania. Hey, like three years ago, you mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where's he on this show? Exactly. There's, there's a good point about this later. So, uh, we've got... Okay. Tags. Yes, Rich. Would you like to play a game? I do love a game. <laughs> yes. Yes, please. So, in the ring, we have Hogan. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin. And The Rock. Fuck, marry, kill. <laughs> um, hmm, tricky. Well, I'd marry The Rock because he's really wealthy. And then when we divorce, I get half his half his load. Sure. 
Uh, but if you're married, you probably have his full load. <laughs> I'd fuck Hogan because I might have a three-way with Brooke. <laughs> okay, <laughs> nice. Callbacks are fun, and uh, I guess kill Austin. I guess I'd have to kill Austin because you know I've watched Redneck Island on Amazon Prime. <laughs> nice. Like it deserves it. to be, and the condemned, <laughs> which awesome. might which might make another fantastic of uh, like. Guest pod appearance, the condemned. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it goes on a bit, doesn't it? This bit unnecessarily long. Yeah, uh, I'm just gonna skip up. Skip. Everyone the does their slogans at the end. Yeah, catchphrase off is how I've put it here. Yeah, but yeah it is. It's all right. Uh, yeah. So to be fair, it wasn't half an hour. It was 24 minutes. <laughs> it's still way too long. 24 minutes, including entrances? Uh, probably without. Okay, so yeah, about half an hour segment yeah. then. So, after this, Ooh. we get our first opening match of the night. Oh, you mean our main event of the evening? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <a> no <laughs> WWE World Heavyweight Championship number one contenders match of Daniel Bryan, the hero of our story. Jo- Johnny No Entrance versus... <laughs> versus Triple H with Stephanie McMahon. Helmsley. Still just Stephanie McMahon at this stage. I think she was just Stephanie McMahon, yeah. So we get again another amazing video package, really focused on Dragon's whole story here, from Tough Enough all the way through to the modern, like 2014. Um, really great shit. Uh, the video team is just so, so good. Again, goosebumps all up down my arm. Like, really, really up for this match. Totally in. Really, it. really up for this match. I seem to remember this is probably going to be the best match of the, the night. So I was like, yeah. uh, let's start with a good one, you know. Uh, we know Triple H can pull matches out of the bag. And he's in the WWE style, I would say probably the best of all time in, in yeah in from attitude era onwards you know, yeah. l- l- let's be honest brett is the best wrestler and performer of all time i think brett isn't necessarily just the wf style though i no. think brett is capable of much no. more at the time like new gen era yeah. no one could touch brett since yeah. attitude era onwards even and that's the worrying thing attitude era onwards no one can touch triple h i think that's from a, a wwe statement. style i think people really underestimate how good he was yeah like even this match, it's the the fans are there. It's the opening match. It's kind of like you know, bum fucking the way out. Though in the beginning, it's kind of bumbling around. It's not quite like the big main event. They haven't got the real yeah. story behind it. But they do such a great job here of like you know, Steph in what I can only call her cabaret showtime ruffle tuxedo. <laughs> Outstanding, <laughs> who is amazing, uh, and then you get Triple H's intro here. Oh, what an intro. Did you spot the three? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks, and Alexa Bliss. You know, it's that entrance with the gold mask, the big throne that Cody, you know, did the thing. Now, I AW. wonder, <laughs> when Triple H was like, okay, okay, Paul, you can uh, pick pick some people for your entrance. Don't worry. I'll go for Sasha. I'll go for Alexa, and I'll go for Rick's daughter. Yeah. I mean... And they were the two two of the three best people in NXT for the women's division at the time. And Alexa Bliss was <laughs> wait, ma- wait. managing Buddy Murphy and uh, the other lad. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Blake and Murphy. Okay. Wesley Blake. Because because Alexa wasn't really wrestling. No. She was when just... you said two, I was like, ooh, who are you bitching about? <laughs> oh, no. No, because like, Sa- Sasha and Charlotte were like still doing takeovers at the time, whereas sure, Alexa yeah. was manager of Blake and Murphy. Yeah, yeah I remember. Yeah. Wesley Blake. Yeah, he's a forgotten son now. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Murphy's wrestling in uh, New Japan? Uh, yeah, he's done some... Um... The American New Japan shows and stuff. He just I didn't realise um, 
Oh, what's his face? Uh, Drama King. Uh, was the commentator for New Japan. Yeah, uh, he's, he's done a few matches as well. I can't well. remember what his name is. Uh, Adrian, Adrian English oh, was Adrian, Adrian English. He's That's now it. called... Matt, real name. Real shoot name. Raywald or Raytwald, I yeah. think it is. Yeah, yeah. Genuinely lovely lad. Yeah. Did uh, one of our quiz things, I think came on a podcast as well, like one of the nicest people we've ever dealt Comes with. Comes across beautifully. Married or at least dating. Shaw Guerrero? Yeah, Eddie Guerrero's daughter. Yeah. Vicky's obviously, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Fly of the Valkyries, uh, Triple H's entrance is incredible, just to clarify. Really, yeah. really awesome. Fly of the Valkyries kicks in, and here's the hero of our story, and his fairy boots. Oh, Huss, yes. Huss, yes, Huss, yes, Huss. the berserker at his finest. <laughs> I like the dragon decided to do this go, right, it's mania. I'll update my look. <laughs> berserker boots. Berserker boots, Basically, obviously. what actually happened is he forgot his boots, and Bree was like, wear these. <laughs> They are Breeze boots. Like they're almost <laughs> identical. Yeah. We were a little bit like stole my fucking gimmick because you've got fairy boots, right? Yeah, you're yeah, a fairy I, boots connoisseur. Yeah, had fairy boots before me though. How would you mark them out on ten? Oh, ten. They're really grey. They're not like no, bright orange. Just like matter, because it's because it's his <laughs> mania gear. You see, okay. like Mysterio have his mania gear. Sure, like the headset. This is, this is yeah. Dragon's mania gear. This is like only one step down from the hemp world's uh, <laughs> eco title belt he had, which he lost to sure. Kofi. <laughs> Uh, really great concept. I love that idea with the whole great belt. Great thing. concept. Yeah, really. Great. And then they ruined it by putting Rowan with him. Yeah, and the spider thing and all that sort of nonsense afterwards. Like, mm, I enjoyed it when he was a wine connoisseur and <laughs> reading literature. Who? Rowan was that a thing? after him and um and Harper had split. Yeah, and they had him as a singles one. He was like a wine drinker, really reading literature and poetry. <laughs> uh, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Why did they go with that? Robin Because they gave him a spider in a cage. Yeah, of course they did. <laughs> so uh Dragon's shoulder is taped up. Like it's his bicep as well is heavily oh, yeah. taped up. Big target on it, you know. We Love know it. Where the the ultimate goes. underdog. Yeah, absolutely. And again, if you've not watched Mania before, you already know this one's injured, this one is bigger, this one's had the more grandiose entrance, but the fans really like this plucky underdog. Yeah, combined with the video package as well that tells Dragon's story, yeah. really focuses in on him clever stuff man if you've ever watched wrestling before you know exactly what's happening yeah but there are moments during this show tonight where i'm like oh i might have been convinced that he wasn't gonna can you imagine (laughs) if they had gone for triple h in the main (laughs) everyone should have gone home yeah maybe the thing is, if Triple H had gone to the main, he'd be the most over babyface in that match. Yeah, he would win, hands down. Yeah, he'd have to be. You couldn't have Batista or Orton win that match if Triple H is there as well, right? Poor Randy Orton, who has had two of the shittest Mania <laughs> main events in history. Luckily, Dragon came in to save the day. Imagine if this WrestleMania ended with the Undertaker-Brock thing, and then Triple H winning the main event against Randy Orton and Batista. <laughs> I could, I, I might mark out for that if that happened. Anyway, so Triple H offers up a handshake. Dragon kicks it away and off we go. Um, commentary team's unbearable. Yeah, which is a real shame because if you think if you'd had like a JR commentating on this, yeah, it would have, I mean, this match in fairness, easily the best match of the entire show. I mean, Cesaro yep. and Cena was very, very good, but this, mm-hmm. again, is at a completely different level. Yeah, absolutely, man. Both guys working their socks off. And this is a a not match-ready Triple H, I would suggest. I mean, to be fair, because he probably thought, oh, Punk's gone. Brilliant. Mania off. Yeah. Yeah. 
absolutely he, it doesn't, he looks in great shape and everything oh yeah but it's that fluidity of that constant wrestling thing that guys pick up you know yeah. where I, I imagine he was quite sore after this match they, <laughs> the i mean they certainly worked stiff yeah for sure um so there's a couple of really cool moments uh dragon bump uh, where he says that um, top rope to the floor lands on his back <sighs> Oh, like he needs a murder clown big time. <laughs> a Triple H goes after Dragon's arm and shoulders, you might expect. He does a chicken wing, there's a cross face. I love Steph at ringside, kind of pep talking Triple H and talking shit to Dragon the whole way through. She's amazing, one of the highlights of this whole series. Doesn't get enough credit. I mean, again, I know she hasn't really done like the manager shtick. Sure. But in fairness, uh, on the subject of managers, I watched... Um, uh, Ariel Halawi's I've pronounced that really badly Halwani Halwani's uh, you almost got it. name um, and his interview for BT Sport with Paul Heyman oh yeah and okay. one of the questions it, yeah. he asked was why are there why do you not have managers anymore right and Heyman's response was really interesting as someone who has been a wrestling manager he was like because it has evolved people know there's cameras people know you can't get away with cheating as much so if you've got a a manager out there distracting, cheating every single time, sure. no one's going to buy into it. So that's why that's why I became an agent. I then became an advocate. I then became a special counsel. You've got to try and adapt these roles. And in fairness, if you think about it, AEW have a lot of their legends are, are face managers. So they don't really need to do anything other than bang on the mat and go, come on, you can do this. Sure. They, they, they add nothing to it. And I look for AEW and go, right, heel managers. Vicky Guerrero of Nyla Rose, okay. Not too bad. But they, they rely really on, on wrestlers cornering people now. So there's no... Sure. Like, it's, it's more about having a veteran that helps to assist yeah. this person, give them legitimacy. Yeah. Almost, you know? um, Mark Sterling with Jade, with Jade Cahill. It's, he's there to be shat on. Yeah, it's it's he's, Jade's he's not, just green enough that she might need just something else there to assist yeah. to keep that legitimacy. Yeah. Like, yeah, but it was a really interesting point. And I started thinking about it going, actually, that is a good point. Because if we're trying to have a legitimate sporting contest, mm-hmm. let's bring in WWE VAR. <laughs> I mean, Becky would have been fucked last night, but Seth would, sure. Seth would have done. Love, I love that match. That match last night was very, very good. In fairness, I've only watched two matches from it, and uh, the other match was shit. Yeah. And the rest of the card's not great. And that, 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 mm. that. Yeah, shoot fight. <laughs> they just beat the crap out of each other. I could watch that all night. That was so good. And that, that ring gear. Oh, yeah. That Both referee was on. <laughs> <laughs> so we get a couple of brief comebacks by Dragon, but really the story here. By the way, uh, Triple H ending a comeback with a Tiger Suplex. Let's go. That was really cool. Really, really fun. Been watching his New Japan, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's pretty much the story here is that Triple H is the dominant, slow, big bastard grinding Dragon down, working on Dragon's shoulder and a lot of his back because he's doing the suplexes yeah. and head and neck and stuff. While Dragon uses speed and then later technique with strikes and stuff to try and catch out Triple H. And it's it's a brilliantly told story. Really, really great. And it, and it was necessary because, yeah. as you said at the start, had we come into this mania without this, mm-hmm. there would be no card. No. It, it would have had to be headlined by Brock Taker. There is no way. God, you imagine if they'd just gone with Batista and Orton. Exactly. There's no way they could have closed it. Yeah. Because, and in fairness as well, had Punk stuck around, Punk Triple H wouldn't have made events. It would have been in the middle of the card or opening the show. Sure. They, they wouldn't have had Punk on as like the co-main. 
you're in the main event. You're wrestling Triple H. <laughs> Triple H on hour two. <laughs> but then you would have had Punk Triple H, Brock Taker mm. finishing with Orton Batista. This would have gone down as one of the shittest WrestleManias of all time had they gone with that. Yeah. I don't know. Like, the, the thing is, like, Triple H clearly respects Dragon. So that's why he's like, I can actually have a wrestling match with this person. I can do this. And I can do the story. And I can help really because no one else has yeah sure. and he obviously saw the value i think i mean I, I there might be a slight bit of only you were like a foot taller <laughs> i think that's always it. been there with this yeah. story yeah, yeah but triple h and punk wouldn't have had this level of match because there was genuine disdain between the two there would have been one upsmanship and triple h certainly yeah. wouldn't have given him as much no definitely not so this punk leaving save mania yeah i agree with you totally um well I wonder what, how how that would have turned out, you know. Do, do you find that when you're watching Dragon matches that it's not about necessarily what the other person's giving him, it's what he's taking? And I think that really adds to the legitimacy of how his matches feel, at least, you know. Like, it's, it's a lot of the times when you're watching guys like wrestling with Brett, for example, like, you can see Brett guiding them along. Going, yeah. No, no, now's your comeback. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> like, you know, we see, like, him with the Patriot or even him with, like, Cracked Out Bulldog, you know. Yeah. Like, you know Brett's the guy telling the story. Um, maybe that's because we've watched so much wrestling and we're just used to yeah. how this feels. I feel a lot of the time with Dragon, whereby, you know, Triple H will go for a sequence or something and Dragon will be like, no, no, this is my time. This is the bit where I have to... Like, he, he works a crowd as well as anyone ever has, yeah. you know. I don't know. There's something about the pure frustration and anger of Dragon sometimes that really works with his character, like, helps him be that lovable non-goofy baby face you know well we're gonna see it with hangman yeah he, he's fallible though he's really fallible which i think makes him an amazing character yeah i kind of wish he lost the belt the next night on dynamite still would have been great yeah imagine if dragon had just come out and pinned him quick in like five minutes <laughs> oh, uh, hopefully uh, hopefully i never get to book their product because i think tony Carr's better than me <laughs> <laughs> there we go. so um just murder quick... clown versus kelly main event <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with that anyway uh, so just to quickly say uh, did you notice the big lad cosplaying as IRS yes I did yeah. I mean red suspenders for the win big up yourself love that guy uh, so pedigree dragon kicks out to big disappointment sell by Triple H um, I think Brock might be their best seller yeah Triple H is very close <laughs> Brock, Brock very is incredible good. and doesn't get the credit he deserves absolutely even even what we'll, we'll get to later on this sure uh, multiple pedigree attempts by Triple H Dragon keeps on reversing Bombayer one two three Dragon wins huge pop like 75,000 people go and explode amazing Wrestlemania moment and the good thing like you said it's that they had there were ch- times through this match, even though you knew you thought you knew that Dragon was going to the main, but because of who he's in the ring with yeah. and who's in the main event, there were times and the story I, they told in the match. Yeah. There's times where you're like, I think Triple H is gonna take it, and like, so I think the reaction was very much like the oh, thank fuck they didn't do what we thought yeah. they were gonna do, and yeah. it just makes such a difference, it makes such a difference to wrestling, so I think. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> but I think that's such a difference with what we see with AEW yeah. and how they book their finishes mm. to the shows. You don't know where it's going to go. Because again, like Hangman, it was so obvious that they wanted Hangman to win. And I think we said last week, then it just made me think, 
So he's not going to. <laughs> that's my theory. Yeah, that's why I was. So it's th- this was a great start to Mania, yeah. and the problem is as well. Like Triple H was like, right, I need to do this. I've got to go and like sort the rest of the show. So I definitely got to go on first, and you know it makes sense to bookend it with the amazing start and hopefully the uh, the the great finish that the fans want to go home with. But if I'm on this card and I'm like the next couple of matches, I'm going you fuckers <laughs> <laughs> how do you follow this well it's a good thing that, yeah. well we'll get to what match followed in a second but yeah, exactly. I, th- this was best match of the series one of triple h's best matches that he's had since the like the semi-retirement yeah era. That's, that's definitely fair, i mean yeah. considering like he's been like double headering with the undertaker for the last two years including that really odd head in the cell where Shawn michaels Oh, like, I quite like that match. No, it was, it like, was good, yeah, but it, sure, it was sure. not on this level because it had no. to, you had to have so many bells and whistles because Taker couldn't work. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, this uh, Triple H <laughs> came came to play. Stephanie was the absolute best in this. If Dragon's the MVP, like Stephanie's assisting him the whole yeah. way through these last few months of story. Yeah. And, and Triple H is okay. The Triple H feels resentful the whole time until you get to WrestleMania, where he really just pulls it out of the bag. You yeah. Know? Um, maybe that's a character arc. Maybe that's just acting. You know what I mean? Maybe that's how I perceive it or whatever. Yeah. But but Dragon is so adorable and so just like you want him to win so badly because yeah. he's so good. So having that that foil of Stephanie being an absolute prick is just so good. Man. And, and, and you've not had it since. I mean, yes, some people would argue you had it with Kofi, but it's, I still don't think it was on that same level. No. Kofi's victory meant had more meaning for the victory. Sure. But the build for Dragon, the fans wanted it more. Yeah. Kofi was <sighs> essential. Kofi was essential for representation hmm, and sure. the fact that he's been with that company for so long that he deserved his chance to shine. He's so lucky that Mustafa Ali got injured. It was beautiful shotgun booking. Yeah, you know? because had Ali not got injured, he would have been going for Dragon at Mania yeah, on the undercard. Sure. Absolutely. So, main event Dragon. He faces Randy Orton and Dave Bautista in the main for the World Heavyweight Championship. Chuffed the bits at this point. I remember watching this at the time just being like, okay, one step closer. <laughs> That's yeah. all that matters at this point. I think I remember watching this going, three hours to go. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so Steph in the ring to slap the shit out of Dragon. <laughs> yes. She's the best. Dragon smirking away because he's like, finally, I've got my slaps. Yeah, yeah. I've made it now. Stephanie's slapping me and now I've definitely made it. I want this more. Like in 2021, can we please have Steph in the ring just slapping people occasionally? She's, she's just so that Vince. I hope she stole the golden egg. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think? Cleopatra's coming at you. <laughs> Do you not think it'll be The Rock? Oh no, because he won't. Rock he Roman, dude, he won't. Happen. It won't be this year. Mm, they go, they, they're going to go for Brock Roman again. It does seem like they're going down that direction with the whole "oh, he's not suspended anymore" thing like they did last night. But, yeah, oh, and whatever. and again, in fairness, again, I lo- I love the the little Paul Heyman character in between this. Sure, I've already read the contract, Roman. My advocate looked at it. Oh shit! That's good stuff. Yeah, that was really good. Lines. So it it deserves to have Better a better than twenty fourteen. That's for sure. Yes, <laughs> it it deserves a payoff. But like, this is the problem that we said uh, a few years ago. Hmm. Other than like, right, we need to have Becky versus Charlotte in the main event of Mania, and they've done it. Yeah. What other main events have they got? Because they fired all their stars. <sighs> yeah, it's literally they've got Brock and Roman. If either of those guys aren't around, Roman gets hurt. They are mm. funked. It does seem that way, you know. 
they've got King Woods and, you know, WWE Champion, Universal Champion, Big E that they're jobbing. And <laughs> well, WWE Universal Champion when he's doing a boxing entrance. But again, in fairness, like Big E, with his appearances in the mainstream, he is yeah. really like, he's taken the ball and he's like, right, I it's will great. go with this. And he's doing a great job. We've been saying it for years. From 2014, we're like, give this guy the belt, put him on early morning TV. Same with Braun, same with a whole bunch yeah. of people. It's a good thing that he's the IC <laughs> champion and nowhere near defending his title on this card. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he did right. lose to like Bertie River twice in a row and non-title matches. So what do you expect? Yeah, and they don't even pay that off here. No. It's weird. Uh, so Triple H quickly uh, wraps the steel chair around... Um, dragon's arm while it's on the ring post kind of really hammers yeah. home the injury of the shoulder they spent the whole match working that shoulder as well really selling that story really great uh, triple h and steph celebrate on the ramp dragon cells that was a lot of fun brilliant 30 minutes if you compare the two the two the first 30 minutes of mania yeah and we've had one match and we're a quarter of the way through the card yeah it, it did kind of fly by it was this beautiful show. first hour yeah maybe it's because we got used to watching those rules which are just like or did it fly by because you watching this in like 1.5 no definitely not <laughs> and watching some other series don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> so next up we go six person tag match of the cane of cane the cane the cane outlaws <laughs> oh billy ass and the ass boys <laughs> Kane and the New Age Outlaws of Billy Gunn and Road Dog versus the Shield of Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, and Seth Rollins. So the Outlaws come out and like, right? Oh, you didn't know. You better call someone. And then the Shield come out. <laughs> yeah. like, uh, and then Kane comes out. So fucked up. What? I, I get the impression this probably happened. Okay, let's get. No, no, the fans have spotted us. We've just got to get him to the ring. We've got to get him to the ring. And then, because, like, the outlaws come out. They're not even part of the way down the ramp. And it's like, in come the shield. It's weird, isn't it? Do you think they were like, look, with the New Age outlaws, our only thing that's over is our intro. So cut it off. Stop <laughs> us getting over. Yeah. But then why does Kane come out after them? Have Kane come out first, right? Do he's his the, pop, do his he's, entrance. He's the main event. Boring Kane, man, in this fucking Bill Buchanan cosplay. It's like... <laughs> I don't get it, man. Well, he's corporate Kane. It's a good thing. Kane's one of the best gimmicks they've ever had. Yeah, and they ruined it because yeah. they were like, in fairness to them, I with that Kane gimmick, even after they took the mask off and he was like, see no evil Kane, and he was like, a vindictive, nasty bastard. Sure. All up until that point when they, that was great. But then how far, how much further can you take that character? Because he'd pretty much done everything he could do. Outside of being like, right, female wrestlers, I'm going to set fire to you now. Yeah, what's that, wasn't it? Well, they did the whole Xbox thing. That was fun. <laughs> i tell you what, though. I remember after a pay-per-view where I think it was the first blood match with Austin and Undertaker and X-Pac had come out to defend Kane. And Raw started hot with Undertaker attacking X-Pac in the back kind of remember this and i was like what an amazing start and i was like xbox fighting the undertaker <laughs> what a main event and it's also one of those really weird ones where that's a memory and then val venus was in like a wwf championship eliminator i think it was right. like rock austin val venus and mick foley <laughs> wow i remember the ic runs of like him billy gunn shamrock people like Godfather that, that time. yeah exactly but no yeah that was uh val venus is uh flirting with the main event 
at the time i could see the potential maybe the gimmicks always going to stop you especially when you get into that kind of like uh right sensor stuff where they yeah. had to get rid of all those gimmicks because of like you know pg and everything val venus the good father <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but um, this match this i said right fucked up entrances yeah this match had to be what it had to be but this is like the shield's debut at mania and it lasted two minutes and 57 seconds the, the bell rings and no one reacts yeah it's silent there's seventy-five thousand people dude Four week, four or five weeks ago, we had this is awesome before they even fought the Wyatt's uh, yeah. Elimination Chamber. Absolutely awful. Just lost some place in my notes. Two seconds. <laughs> well, two seconds is almost as long as this match. Yeah, I mean, it pretty much is, isn't it? Um, so, I mean, I've got some puns. <laughs> it's worth finding the notes, don't worry. Uh, so, basically, I, I tried to combine uh, the two tag teams to create names of people. <laughs> God. So, Skane Rollins. Skane Rollins, Jesus. Bad and pros Billy Gox. <laughs> Roman Canes. Roman Canes. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. Rollins dog Jesse James. <laughs> that's not bad. With his shake, rattle, and Rollins finisher. Shield one. <laughs> that's literally my notes. It was. It was a waste of time. You yep. might as well not have the shield on the card. Yeah, they had an awesome story with the Wyatt and Shield, and they went, "Nah, why would we do that at WrestleMania?" But John's going to put over Bray. <laughs> what? Why is there a problem? <laughs> like at this point, you've got or how great that moment was. The the moments leading up to, like the, them facing off in the ring, and then the Wyatt's backing off, facing off the ring, and then they got in the ring together the next week, and it was like, oh. This is amazing. But this was just the stopgap because after this we had Shield Evolution. Oh, and then you get the turn with Seth. Yeah. Okay. So they couldn't do Evolution here. Just give us a payoff for WrestleMania. That's all I'm asking for. Or just keep them off. Yeah. They've lost to the Wyatts. Exactly. They then come back after Mania. Yep. Challenge Evolution when they're having an know. argument. Have one of them wrestle, you know, the Intercontinental Champion, maybe? Have Ambrose defend his belt? <laughs> He's the US champ. Yeah. That is just completely possible. I mean, it's WWE. They don't care about the IC. Well, like, the US, we even but... covered it in the story. Like, Ambrose, they were like, Ambrose, you have He's defended the title once in the yeah. three month run that we've done this show. At the Mark Henry thing, didn't they? Yeah. They defended it on main event, I think, two weeks once, ago or something. Yeah. I mean, it's it's basically <sighs> like BTE and 2.0 up until they've got 30 days to defend the belt. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, it's a match, isn't it? waste of time but in fairness it was only three minutes of my time so i'll let it go the shield do some fisting post-match hurrah (laughs) Uh, so backstage we get a very wrestlemania moment here sarge hacksaw and the other dragon guy whoever that is (laughs) mr mania three (laughs) so ricky steamboat uh backstage playing with some toys ted dibiase buys their toys ron simmons says damn who was the ref lad? I recognised him. No idea. I think it was one of Bret Hart's brothers. Nah, they're not in Canada. They don't need to use a heart. No, I know, but I think it was. I think it was Bruce or one of those. Like, it looked a lot like him. Hmm. Yeah, that'll learn you, Bret. You said you're not coming to Mania 30, have you? <laughs> we'll get Bruce. He is in this. Yeah, only a little bit. Bret's on it later. He's sitting yeah. front row. He's there the whole night, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not wheeled out. So, get excited, everyone. We've been building to this 
for weeks and weeks and weeks. It's the 31 Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal of our truth Cesaro, Mark Henry, Rey Mysterio, Damien Sandow, The Big Show, Tyson Kidd, Goldust, Yoshi Tatsu, Alberto Del Rio, The Miz, Fandango, Great Carly, Darren Young, Dolph Ziggler, Seamus, Zack Ryder, Drew McIntyre, Heath Slayer, Sin Cara, Cody Rose, Kofi Kingston, Santino Morella, Brodus Clay, Xavier Woods, Jinder Mahal, Brad, I had to take breath down, Brad, Brad Maddox, David Otunga, uh, Justin Gabriel, Biggie, and Titus O'Neil. Oh, I almost did it. I'm so disappointed. I thought you were going to do it. Do you want to give it a shot? <laughs> I think I, I think I have my. I don't think I've got them in the same order, G. But let doesn't matter. Go as long as you get all thirty-one. Like you didn't smoke as a kid, did you? So you probably got a bigger lung capacity than okay. me. Alberto Del Rio, Big E, Big Show, Brad Maddox, Brodus Clay, Cesaro, Cody Rhodes, Damien Sandow, Darren Young, David Otunga, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Fandango, Goldust, The Great Khali, Heath Slater, Jinder Mahal, Justin Gabriel, Kofi Kingston, Mark Henry, The Miz, R-Truth, Rey Mysterio, Santino Morello, Seamus Sinkara, Tyson O'Neill, Titus Kidd, Xavier Woods, Yoshitatsu, and Zack Ryder. <laughs> well done. Very good. I think if this was that no hesitation game on BBC Radio 4, you would have failed. <laughs> Number 10, but like still really good, man. Um, so we get the Caramac Trophy. It's delicious. Oh, so caramel. But it tastes great, yeah. <laughs> Definitely not as heavy as they make out. <laughs> oh, it's so heavy! <laughs> <laughs> uh, only show and Seamus get entrances. Which is it's fair. a shameful what? thing. Lobster head. Too many limes. <laughs> too many limes. Why does... I mean, I know the answer to this. Why does Seamus get an entrance? And video package. Yeah, exactly. And Vince likes him. It's, I guess he, the whole thing is that he used to work out with Triple H, right? That's yeah. the thing. Good stuff. Uh, so I completely forgot about this. I don't know if you forgot about this, but Brad Maddox is the Raw GM, apparently. <laughs> yeah, he is. It's been, what, two months since they mentioned it? Plowing that Divas title. Exactly. The true rated R superstar. Uh, With the king. <laughs> what? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Miz is in this match, isn't he? Yeah, and he had that segment with Piper. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah Carly's was... there. So he's the biggest man, and you know that's, yeah. he's the favourite. Yeah. Then Mark Henry's the favourite. Big Show's the favourite because they're big. Yeah. Battle Royal terminology. Kick, punch, struggle yeah. in the corner. Do you know, Kane eliminated a lot of people in a Royal Rumble once. <laughs> Roman Reigns beats his record, though. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. But you, but you know, you know, it's not a Battle Royal, though. That's a Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah, fair point. This is different to Kettle Full of Fish. This is a massive clusterfuck. This is bollocks. How this lasted longer than the Shield? <laughs> they should have had Big Show and Mark Henry just tossing people over. Yeah. Or, you know, to our American friends, tossing people off. We love it. Um, things I found funny about this match. Uh, Rey Mysterio is in the bottom right-hand corner of the match for about five minutes and no one interacts with him in any way, shape or form. Yeah. Great. Until Sinkara comes, Sinkara Dose comes along, yeah, and they yeah. do the six one nine spot. That's they do. pretty much it. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Co- uh, Kofi fucks up his bail. Yeah, yeah. When he does the whole um, feet on the steps thing. Yeah, because he was supposed to land on the steps. Because was a very lucky boy. <laughs> <laughs> so Kofi obviously has the spot every year. He goes to the outside, falls. And the idea is that he's meant to land on the steps, and then kind of like maybe because yeah, he like diagonal over the turnbuckle, yeah, over the turnbuckle post, and he's supposed to like plant his feet on the steps, but he was leaning too far forward, so he stacked it onto the floor. But luckily, like had the wearable to twist his hips and just put his <laughs> heels on the bottom of the steps. It's good shit, man. Um, Fandangoing. 
Da-da. Well, Triple H tried to resurrect it. Exactly. Remember this promo last yeah. week? Yeah, still over. Fuck you, Triple H. Uh, Cesaro does giant swings. Albert and Sheamus eliminate each other at the same time. World leaving, elite. <laughs> leaving Cesaro and Big Show left in the ring. So uh, I honestly, until this moment, thought Big Show was going to win. I, I also thought that the show... Well, obviously, we've given away he doesn't. But yeah, I thought, sure. well, it's Big Show's trophy. And I forgot, I completely forgot that Cesaro won this. Yeah. So it's kind of that little payoff from that story earlier in the night. And also, we got the Andre slam over the top rope. Yeah. Like seeing Cesaro power slam Big Show over the top rope. It's really fucking cool. Man. And also, even though he's power slamming like a 490 pound man, safe as houses, protected yeah. the neck, made sure he dropped. Well done, strong man. Sure, man. Like, such a great moment. I remember like, watching this live the first time and just being so chuffed that they saw what I saw in that yeah. man. And they were like, this is our guy. He's going to go on to main event and be a world heavyweight champion. And he could be an evil villain heel or he can be the super. He's so good. We love him face. And seven years later, he got a singles match with Rollins. <laughs> It's weird. You can see they're pushing him. But it doesn't go anywhere. They're just going to throw him back with Seamus at some point in current in modern day, aren't they? And just resurrect the bar. Yeah. It's weird they do this sometimes. They did it with um, one leg internet champion. Zach Gowan. No, no. <laughs> Zach Ryder. <laughs> you said one leg. I did. <laughs> I read the tights. <laughs> yeah, Zach Ryder. Yeah, they've done it with Zack Ryder. I feel like they've done it with people like Punk and Dragon and stuff. They've given yeah. them big pushes and just cut them off of the legs. <laughs> well, <Sorry. laughs> yeah. well, in fairness, like, with Zack Ryder, they didn't give him a push. He got himself over. Yeah. And then they bought his YouTube channel the and killed him. They gave him the belt. Well, after, after, only because, again, he was a late entrant into that Mania IC ladder match. Sure, yeah, yeah. And it was nice that they gave him his moment and he lost it the next night. Yeah. Uh, Cesaro uh, wins. It's great. Gigantic pop. I like, seriously, the pop is so big. Yeah. And then Show even kind of gives him the little, like, you know, push the little gratification by giving him the handshake after the match. And, like, I'm not a big fan of handshakes. So I'm sure you're not as well. No. We've talked about it before. Especially not in this current time. Yeah, but but this works. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a sign of respect. And again, it's, I mean, it's Andre's son. Of course he's going to show <laughs> respect to the man who's won the first ever Memorial Touring <laughs> my, Challenge. My cup. daddy, look at your daddy, Big Show. <laughs> Your daddy's daddy a trophy. bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, absolutely incredible. Brooke, your daddy, Brooke. Look at him now, Brooke. I like the fact that recently Brooke was sitting there saying that uh, her and Bubba Ray tried to date in real life. So she's trying to keep Good kayfabe Lord. alive, even in 2021. <laughs> how did... Um, Where's Brooke Hogan on this show? <laughs> yeah, man. Why is Brooke Hogan on every show? Um, how did Bubba Ray get... What's her name? Velvet Sky? Yeah. How did Josh Matthews get Madison Rain? I'm sure you can buy them in gyms. Josh Matthews, oh, yeah. <laughs> Josh Matthews is kind of cute, though. <laughs> I think you can get away with that. The girls like cuteness. What's Bubba Ray like? A bully, a dick? Like, is she into that, maybe? I don't know. Uh, John Cena versus Bray Wyatt is next. Definitely. Bray, well, yeah, absolutely. Bray Wyatt has the, uh, the, the, the Rowan and the Harper with him. Ah, oh, the Rowan and the Harper. And the band. 
Sure. So again, a very, very good video package. Uh, shame it's such this awful Eminem song, this Legacy. But like, it now makes sense why they kept mentioning Legacy in their promos. Because they needed to play Eminem some money. Exactly, yeah. Um, so we get this voodoo live band entrance thing with the girl kind of doing the voodoo dancing. Yeah. And it's it's super cool. I think the it's band... Stephanie did double duty. <laughs> <laughs> The band are awesome, but like, no Jim Johnson, minus five points, right? Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm not even CFO knocking around. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, CFO dollar. CFO dollar sign, dollar money sign. Um, I miss the DX band. Um, <laughs> would you like to go over this? Wow. The problem is, like, with, the, with this match with, with Cena and, and Big Bray Wyatt, mm. you knew where it was going. Like, the action itself, I, I, wrote I mean, to, I, I remember at the time watching this, hoping that Bray was going to go over. It felt like this is the time for Cena to start helping other people out. And yeah, because he's not going to be here full time. I mean, there's yeah. the number of times that Cena in this match goes for five moves of Dune. It's very much like Bray Wyatt. The best way I think I describe this match about going into individual like move for move and sequence for sequence is Bray Wyatt had ideas that were shot down. This is a it John Cena match, like and he's yeah. Bray Wyatt isn't wrestling as Bray Wyatt as we've seen him. We didn't see how Bray Wyatt wrestled against Dragon, how Bray Wyatt wrestled against the Shield, where he can contribute ideas. This is a like we always talk about Ric Flair style match. This is John Cena match. You beat me down here, I get my comeback. You beat me down here, I'll kick out if you finish. Mm. I'll go for my five moves of Doom. You cut me off. We'll have a bit of interference from Harper and Rowan, and then. I'm going to hit you with an FU. You're going to kick out. The fans are going to go, oh my God, he's got hope. He's got <laughs> sure. hope. And then I'm going to kick out of your finisher. And then you're going to go for your finisher again. And Marexi, I'm going to reverse it into an FU and pin you much to the the audible groan of 75,000 people going, oh. Do you know what I kept thinking about while I'm watching this finish? You know, he goes for the um, the Sister Abigail. Yeah. And seeing him just kind of stand up and just picks him up into an F5 and just finishes yeah. the match, right? Think about like when Brett and Bulldog or Brett and Owen finish a match and they do those reversals, how technical and yeah. swish and smooth, how surprising it is when it happens. Or at the end of like Rock and Austin or like Austin Shawn Michaels, where he catches the kick, spins around, tries to stun, pushes him off, hits the ropes, tries to go for the kick, catches it, spins around, does the stun. You know what I mean? There's, there's an element of urgency. Yeah. And there's actually all like technical reversals <laughs> Cena's like I'm just going to stand up and then do the F5 <laughs> like, what mate that's like me being in a cravat and I've, I've said on the pub before I still can't reverse out of a cravat so that's basically like me just standing up going nope <laughs> and walking away he doesn't grab the wrist and, wrist and turn him over and bring him up onto his shoulders or like Brock later muscle him over from one yeah. position to the next or something no he literally he just stood goes, up no no it's time to do my finish douchebag like what basically hogan spoke for too long we've got to go home stand up f5 sorry f u attitude adjustment and he's and he's gone it's not even like they do a beat down of cena there's nothing that's going to be followed on for this and the worst thing is next year miro gets to bang his wife in a tank but the same match happens yeah absolutely and that's the big problem that we're getting into this stage bray Wyatt could have been made before going into like fiend style bray Wyatt Mm -hmm. here Yep. He could have been a legitimate threat going forward for the next 12 months. Mania 31. Rusev he doesn't need to pin have. Cena clean either. No, he could have had Harper and Rowan dick about and cheats. Yep. 
or he's even, a heel it's okay even i mean they can't have the lights go out in the stadium because they still had it slightly dusky so so <laughs> sure. hang on we can't turn the lights out we're outdoors <laughs> aj lee fuck <laughs> i like the fact that bray bothered in his entrance to actually bring out a real lit lantern the first time though did he i because did not when notice he was doing, when he was like doing like new orleans did it not work? Right. <laughs> and so like a few minutes like a few goes it's like Ah, we're here. We're here. <laughs> yeah, it worked. But this, for something that should, and it was featured in the end, the like the the promo package at the start of the show. Sure. Man, what a waste. Yeah, it does feel like it. And it, it? Wa- Bray wasn't allowed to work his style. Like the only thing Bray got to do was his like his five speed like crossbody chop block thing. That was it. I, I, I mean, there's a few creepy bits. He does the the whole world in his hands down. and holding him, holding him yeah. into like singing the whole world in his hands. Yeah. They didn't even sing along as much as I thought they would expect them to do. There's as this match kind of gets to the end. Like by the way, my two two notes for this match are literally headlocks strikes. Yeah, because it's like this is pretty much the entire match, and it is a shame that there's not kind of more to it almost. But I, I think this is very restricted on seeing this part. If I'm totally frank, like Bray's not the most I'm going to say British wrestler in the world. Yeah, but he's very capable. I think Cena is capable as well, potentially, but he's very stiff in not a strikes manner, but in a his body doesn't seem to twist very much when yeah. he's doing wrestling. When you you've got that mu- muscle, you're, his, he can do facials, but his body can't show selling. It's very yeah. robotic. Yeah, especially he's the prototype. Yeah, especially in 2014, where he's kind of led up to this moment as well. Like yeah. he's he's just he's going to go over. It's, especially with the build the last few weeks, it was a bit dodgy. But I will say. There is a couple of bits as we get towards the end where, like, Cena refuses to cheat, right? So well, they Bray, had the chair. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Bray tries to encourage him. He gives Cena the chair and kneels down in front of him like, come on, be a bad guy. And Cena won't do it. And he goes and wins the match and hugs the kid at ringside who's wearing the Cena gear and stuff. And so you have, in, in like, the most... <laughs> widely positive terms I can possibly think about this. This is being very generous. This is a moment that leads to the Firefly Funhouse. I thought that's where you were going. And, yeah. the, and, and the only reason why he's doing the Firefly Fun, but did the Firefly Funhouse partly because of a pandemic so they didn't have to do a normal match. Of course. It was a complete coincidence and fluke. And... Yeah. But the fact is that Cena's left mm. and then Cena had realised after this year and then next year with, with Rusev that he was like yeah, after shitting all over the rock for never going, I've realised I can earn a lot more money and do a lot less hurty. And I think the thing to like to Bray, I think Cena was a bit like, I'll literally do whatever you want to do. But imagine at this mania had that been the turning point. If mm. Cena was going to stick around and not go off and do movies or stuff for the next 12 months, sure. if he just snapped and beat the shit out of Wyatt with the chair and turned heel... At Mania 30. Now knowing that like, you could turn Guy Seal and they still sell as much merch like Roman has recently. So a lot, yeah. a lot of merch. That Bloodlines one with the Usos and Heyman on it. Sure. Really cool <laughs> t-shirt. Um, I wonder whether there was cause for this here. Like you turn Cena heel, like even like a tweenery heel where he's yeah. still the same Cena, but he's got a vicious side to him. Maybe that would have paid off a bit better rather than having... This constantly booed, cheered by the kids, you know, the yeah. Cena role as we kind of come to know it. Oh man, I just would have loved it if they'd literally mm. just gone the next night on Raw and he'd done this and gone, it's a new world order in professional wrestling and literally done <laughs> what they did in the Firefly Funhouse and then reformed the NWO with Virgil. 
Hey, love it. Yeah, Virgil for the win. Um, I will say there's this beautiful moment of just... This, this kind of starts here with Bray and Cena. And then we have a couple of years and it comes through to like, you know, we go through, we've been through the punk and Cena stuff yeah. as well. It comes into the Bray and Cena stuff. Then we get into, you know, the, the podcast <laughs> and the lawsuits and everything else, which leads to Firefly Funhouse Pandemic, which is leading to what Punk was doing in his match the other day by doing the mm. five moves of doom does feel like there's going to be a Bray Wyatt in AEW quite soon to pay that off. I don't think he will be. Oh, I don't know. Like, it feels like it's but when, building. The thing is like, Bray Wyatt, getting there. I don't, I don't see what sort of character or what sort of fit he could have in modern in, in AEW. Firefly Funhouse Bray. Just, just be himself. He doesn't need a big gimmick. Be your guy and be a bit creepy and a bit weird and just see where it goes you know what i mean like i'd let it be a real gentle slow transformation into whatever he wants eventually his character to be you know just come in as the character like himself as Wyndham. yeah have him feud with punk and be like you know punk be cena you yeah. know what i mean a bury him and have him fail and such like i think aw do this sort of storyline very well you, do you think people would i mean we've had the patience for hangman sure and people will now have the patience for the the questioning of the adam cole versus omega or undisputed error against the elite oh so now yeah. that and that's what as you said they do that very well they've got like they do this little like right kenny's going to disappear for six months but we're just going to leave this here yeah and we'll take adam cole this way so people think oh maybe this is the direction wait till o'reilly's contract expires mm-hmm. but then it's go happening. omega and red dragon <laughs> against cole and the bucks yeah not the other way around yeah who knows yeah. who knows but They've, they've done it well, but I just... If you're talking tag teams, there's a certain man in Japan that's very good friends with Kenny who is quite injured at the moment. He hasn't oh. been on TV for a while. And, you know, if both guys come back from their long-term injuries together at the same time as we've got this Red Dragon Young Bucks potentially FTR thing going on. I mean, I would have liked a Golden Lover versus FTR match. That would be quite tasty. Oh, I just filled a cup. <laughs> <laughs> but I just... But that, yeah, but you've got that going on. Yeah. Where else would you fit Wyndham in? With Punk. With Miro. With Darby. Like, there's so many stories that Miro you can tell with them. He's shouldn't, a big dude. He's like Miro some shouldn't have lost. I know we needed Dragon to win yeah. for the great good. And it can continue the, why have you forsaken me again? You offered me this opportunity. He I, came in with the taped up leg, though, which gives him the reason. And the, the fallibility and everything. And yeah. It it was it shouldn't have been Miro obviously they they kind of fill a slot of course yeah have to do a role you know what I mean like it's unfortunate um I think the Miro shine is a little bit only because he lost the belt instead to Mm. if he lost the belt to like a Lance Archer yeah it's because who he lost the belt to no offense to Sammy he should not be he should not be beating Miro I, I agree with you. I think Sammy needs to go over strong and the TNT belt's the way to do it. But if you're going to do that, you need to do it, Brett. You need to yeah. have him go to the World Heavyweight title picture quickly with Miro, in my opinion. Yeah. And having Dragon be the guy, I understand why. That promo was amazing. And there's only so many slots is the problem. Yeah. 
And but that's the thing you just need to have Miro be a killer, or as mm. you said, sir, you know, when we're not recording, if travel can happen, mm. let him spend a year in New Japan. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's the best way for him at this point. I also good I, stuff, that's a quick man. quick one really before we go stuff. back to this. Yeah, sure. I can't believe I've been pronouncing Ishii's name wrong because supposedly it's Ishii. Uh, I don't think it is. <laughs> no, because <laughs> it's like what is it? Flavor Flavor and Ishii. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Ishii Langston. It's weird in the. I remember, God, who is it? I don't know. Like Ollie, for example, will say Ishii. I'm like, listen to how the Japanese announcers say his name. They say Ishii. Like you extend it, but you just yeah. don't say it as a separate like vowel at the end. Gina G Ishii. <laughs> But anyway, let's get back to Mania. Uh, so, uh, Cena embraces his daddy at ringside. Look at your daddy, John Cena! <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I had to get it in. John Cena Sr.'s a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard, daddy. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Hall of Fame recap. Hey, yo. Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. I adore Scott Hall so much. Best promo, hands down. He's just so cool. In fairness, though, like Paul Bearer Jr. doing the Paul Bearer impression was quite good. Other note: Paul Bearer's son does a great Paul Bearer impression. Yes, ah, he's so good. Um, Jake, really, really cool. Uh, Lita, much deserved, I'm sure. Uh, Carlos Colon is also there. It's so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carlos Cologne. Lita. Yeah. So you have the same reason for not really loving Carlos Cologne as I do, right? I mean, to be honest, I don't know much about him other than he's a killer in uh, Puerto Rico. So (laughs) it's so weird seeing Ultimate Warrior. I don't hate to be a bit of a downer, knowing he dies in less than two days in this moment. I still find this one of the most bizarre thing. I, I genuinely, and I, I think I said at the time, I always thought that he came back to WWE because he knew he wasn't well. Yeah. And I, think I honestly he think he, he came dying. back for a payday yeah. for his family and to make amends mm-hmm. with people so his wife and daughter would be looked after. 100%. But I don't... Like, his promo on Raw... The following night, which is essentially his his own obituary, mm-hmm. it's so creepy. It's very strange. Like they're putting on the mask and everything else as yeah. well. And genuinely, I mean, no one will ever know. But I'm sure it's too it's too obvious. I'm sure he knew. Do you notice him Napoleoning? Yeah, he's literally like have his hand across his stomach and his chest, like he's in pain. Yeah, he does not look like a comfortable boy here at yeah. all. And it's like, a real shame, but. <clears throat> It's, Sorry, I'm a bit sniffly. It's good that it's good that he got to make amends. It's got it's good that he got the payday. It's good that uh, Dana Warrior got to have a role in WWE, which meant you know, he could provide financial security for her family and and, and his daughters. Yeah, kinda. Jim Helwig. Jim Helwig is a, a human being. It's mm. uh, questionable, but that shouldn't put any any cast on his on his family and his offspring. So, sure, glad yeah. they got the money. From a character standpoint. I, he was my first favourite. He was Me my favourite Hasbro toy. The white trunks, the face paint, the uh, orange, green and purple bits on him. Yeah. Loved the warrior. But obviously as time goes on and WWE felt the need to even release the DVD of the self-destruction of the Ultimate Warrior <laughs> to show how much they thought of him. Sure. I always remember Heenan's comments on that DVD and he's pretty much going, 
It was shit. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> uh, looking back at it now, you're like, ah, it wasn't all that. But like as a kid, then this dude comes sprinting to the ring. <sighs> so cool. I think that SummerSlam '92 DVD, like a Brett and Owen, my favorite. Brett, Brett, and Brett and Bulldog were always my favorite. Huge Bulldog mark, English, of course yeah. I am. But it was, it was Warriors entrance, and that, that's the main event. That's the guy. That's my first favorite. And like you know, looking back at it now, much prefer Savage. Much prefer. Oh, Savage. definitely. Well, but at the time, but at the time as a Warrior. kid, not knowing what you're watching, I remember knowing the match was awful, <laughs> and I now know who to blame for that being yeah, awful. Yeah. But it's what it is. Even with Flair and Perfect and all the involvement and stuff, yeah. like, they couldn't save it. It was a terrible match, but Savage trying to do all he can. And you think about all the spots from that match, like it's it's a long match. It feels like an hour, but really it's like half an hour. Yeah, it's too long for Warrior. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's Savage doing everything. Savage goes to the outside. Savage does the jump. Savage does the angle, the knee injury. Warrior's just there. He's just like a broomstick, basically. <laughs> just being worked. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so we uh, get a quick cut to Dragon backstage receiving medical attention. Heavy sell of that shoulder injury. The Spanish commentary team are here. <laughs> brutal, brutal, burrito. <laughs> as long as you said it, it's not me being racist. So <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Hang on a minute. I don't know how this holds up. You asked me to read something. Oh, it's the accent. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Hugo Savinovich. <laughs> It's not even on commentary. It's just like they're Mexican. No, but Ricardo Rodriguez wasn't his white tux. True, yeah. Looking amazing. AEW's Ricardo Rodriguez? Or was that just a tryout he? that he had? I don't know. I think he was doing Spanish commentary. Oh, cool. Uh, Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman versus The Undertaker. What a video package. Beautifully done. And again, considering that we started and we've commented that the best thing about this drive has been a stab in the hand of a pen. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's just like the whole build up, the past victims. With 50% of it being Heyman promo as well. Yeah. Doesn't hurt. <laughs> Beautifully done. Se- second best video package. And again, it's Dragon and Triple H and this is what people are here to watch. Sure. The constant repetition of eat, sleep, conquer, repeat eat sleep conquer he sounds more emphasized every time he yeah. sells it and ends with the eat sleep conquer beat the streak or whatever it is you know like oh it's great stuff man uh so we have beanie wearing mma sponsored shorts and mma gloves brock uh Heyman is talking up a storm as they're doing their entrance yeah. uh, i've written it down as like a roman aristocrat motivating his gladiator before war <laughs> you know and, and again this is what he said again in, in this um in this promo is like the difference between managing Brock and wrestling, rest, uh, managing, definitely not wrestling Roman, <laughs> uh, managing Roman and managing Brock is like, I'm there to hype. I'm there to encourage. I am a coaching. Yeah. Sure. But whereas with Roman Reigns, I am dealing with things behind the scenes. I am dealing with the admin. I'm dealing with X, Y, and Z. So sure. it's certainly the differential between the two characters. Like Brock is my friend and we will do this. And <laughs> Roman Reigns scares the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. It's very, very cool. <laughs> Uh, take an entrance. Long. Very long. Unnecessarily long. Uh, maybe. It's WrestleMania's taker. I think it's okay. I think it's a pass here. Like, I don't know. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I mean, I... Lots th- of theatrics in this one. I do enjoy bald mohawks, uh, demon beard undertaker. I could do without the MMA gloves and the vest. That does ruin the illusion, like, because he's got the proper, like, ministry jacket for this. And I don't mind the, the bald faux hawk. Yeah, uh, kick okay. in. If you can't have the long hair, it's, it's a good option. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, so much, so much better until he took it off. And it's like, oh, here's a man in 
black jeans, a vest top, and MMA gloves. It's like, I'm going to go and work out the gym, but I forgot my shorts look. There's a bit, isn't there? Like, I can see why Brock has the MMA gloves and the MMA shorts. He's a former UFC world heavyweight champion. And a legitimate fighter. Taker is not. Did you see the interview where he said at one point to Vince McMahon, like when he was 42, and he would have been at the time, he was like, yeah, and I had a conversation with Vince about going to do MMA. I was like, you would have been even less successful than Punk. Yeah, man. Like one kick, one leg kick to your knee. Yeah, he's done. He's he's absolutely gone. He can barely walk in 2014. Yeah. Like he's really struggling. The fact he goes on so many years after this as well. It's stupid. It's very concerning. He should have done this. I know he said like he would have preferred to have Roman here, then lose to Brock later because yeah. Brock didn't need, uh, didn't need it. But I think Brock did. All right, okay. I didn't I, know that. Yeah, because he was like, I, I had no, you know, it's, it's business. Yeah. I, I, I would have wanted to put the streak over, but the person I wanted to would have lost it to would have been Roman because it would have elevated him even more. Okay. Because like, even that night after Mania, if he'd not beaten Brock tonight, and then Roman had beaten him and sat there for five minutes of booing, just going my yard now. Yeah. He would have been made four years earlier. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, um, just to clarify, Taker's entrance, this is the one with the caskets where all of Taker's WrestleMania's victims oh, no, are written on the side of the caskets. Thank you for the background music. It's good that we can do this now. It's interspliced with kind of grainy film footage of all the matches. Ends with a casket. Oh, super. Fl- oh, fuck. Screw that one. <laughs> 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 ends on a casket with Brock's name in it on the ramp as dry ice fills the stage and UV lights fill the arena Heston laments the lack of frozen nit- nitrous oxide to do his cooking with <laughs> and freaking laser beams <laughs> yeah. it's really really cool someone's put a laser on a shark somewhere <laughs> hey a film yeah, reference yeah, still yeah, play. Yeah. good luck um, sorry good luck that's what I meant to say <laughs> better I said that uh, it's been a long day. Uh, Taker comes out. He turns his head to look at Brock's casket and it opens. Magic ghouliness. <laughs> it's great. I love it. Uh, Taker continues to walk, stops halfway down the ramp, stares back at the casket and it explodes. I'm like, metal! <laughs> <laughs> and out came Steel Panther. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. Oh, so cool, man. It's super, super cheesy theatrics, but it is metal as fuck. It looks so cool. It's like Brilliant. a fucking Iron Maiden music yeah. video or something stupid. And that literally is. It's an Iron Maiden show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Taker raises the house lights quickly this time when the stage explodes as he does it. That's kind of fun. Someone I pressed the wrong it. button. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Kane! It's Kane! <laughs> Not again. Yeah. So um, the bell rings, and honestly, crowd are kind of silent. Really surprised. No pop. Disinterested at yeah. the start of this. I th- do you think it's the, the understanding of like, well, Taker's winning, obviously. Yeah. It's the foregone conclusion yeah. of the. Right. And also, you know, Brock beat him up on the Raw Go Home Show. We're wrestling fans. We're smart wrestling fans. We're at Mania. We know what happens. You lose on the Go Home Show. You win at the event. Of course. Taker won't lose the streak, obviously. Not to Brock with this build up. Yeah, this isn't Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler's going to beat the streak because he needs it. He'll become a, like, a superstar overnight. Of course, yeah. Do they like Dolph? Do they not like Dolph? 2014. Who knows? Who it's been knows? an interesting few months, isn't it? So it takes Brock dropping Taker on his head and then Taker no selling a clothesline over the top to the outside to gain any sort of reaction. Like the drop on the head though, that's that's was that the point which completely fucked him for this match? I believe so. Yeah. It's early on. It's like one quick suplex. He's like, Donk, because you could tell. Like 
early doors in this match. I know like they've said he said about it in interviews afterwards. Now he's like completely out of character and a horrible human being. Yeah. Um, like having his bell rung this early against Brock, and Brock probably was like, "You okay?" And Taker Groggy would have gone, "Give me everything you've got." <laughs> and Brock was like, "Yes, sir." Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, Cole calls this a methodical pace, a trademark of the dead man, and I'm like, nope, he's hurting. Yep, he's fucked. Choke slam, excuse me, uh, choke slam and F5 attempt early, neither hit. Taker sells his knees. I say sell. <laughs> Taker has knees. He does have knees indeed. Uh, Undertaker takes over. Choke slam lands, but Lesnar hits an F5. Crowd start to get into it by this point. It takes like two big kind of yeah. finishes essentially for the crowd to really start to give a shit, which is surprising. I remember this being quite a hot match. And I thought really this was not. like start to finish. Crowd run into it, but as yeah. you said it's. I mean, it's wrong to call it a slow burner because mm. it's even slower than that. You're already halfway through the match, and you get like the crowd suddenly going. Oh, we're awake. It, it's not a long match either. No. It's, I've got the time down here. Um, go on. It feels like four or five minutes and we're doing finishes already. Yeah. I mean, we go with Brock and Taker. I think it's about 15 minutes. Hmm. Oh, no. No. I tell a lie. 25 minutes, 10 seconds. Is that with entrances? No. Bell to bell. Doesn't feel like it. I, I probably felt it like for Undertaker when he was... I imagine it did, yeah. Lifetime. Maybe it's because like the one thing we've been looking forward to for a lot of this run, one of the things I guess, and a very very limited amount of things, was knowing how this match goes and what happens because we know how significant it yeah. is. I think that the difference with this match though is that again, similar to Dragon's match, it didn't feel like half an hour. No. This this didn't drag, but it just didn't have crowd interaction. But I suppose because if they were going to go twenty five minutes. Hmm. They wouldn't want the crowd to be hot from the get-go. I wonder. <laughs> they certainly were. Well, <laughs> but, and, and again, I, yeah. I don't think it was by design, but I think, again, with both Brock and Taker in there, even like Taker being concussed, it was like, right, we've got 15 minutes left. Now let's start ramping it up yeah. because we'll get them really, really into it. And then when we do the finish, we'll essentially pop the balloon. It's like, give me an F5. I just gave you one. Uh, how about you give me an F5? I just, I just, just did that. Just did that. Do you want to give me an F5? Yes, sir. <laughs> that concussed, you know. He doesn't know what's going yeah. on, maybe. And he looked, inst- I mean, he looked frail before he got dropped on his head. This was not a good time for Undertaker. Like, he he dropped so much weight. He looked sure. really gaunt in the face and it's uh, everything. He just looked ill. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Taker lands, um, chokes down, brockets an F5, crowd are into it. Multiple Hell's Gate attempts, the go-go platter. Well, because he could have done an MMA. He would have put Steve Miocic in, uh, in, in the uh, Hell's Gate and Steve would have tapped out. It's a legitimate jiu-jitsu move with a gi. E- <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like e- really- executed yeah. by a man who is not trained to hold it and any MMA fighter would escape and just go, oh, thanks for that arm. Whoop. Of course, yeah. But Brock's too strong, too hard. Big, strong, hard boy. Kimura by Brock. Taker reverses it into one of his own, kind of. We like MMA, don't you, though? Um, it's, it's, it's really annoying they have this, this is where the MMA bit goes in the middle of the match. You're like, do we have to? This is the time they probably watched Kurt Angle versus Joe in TNA when they did their like, half MMA match, which Definitely. was really actually quite impressive. Great match, yeah. And Taker was like, Kurt's told me to watch his match because he does MMA now. Uh, does he now? Yeah, him and this uh, Roman's brother. Uh, the real Joe Roman Samoa. It's, it's strange times, man. 
this this influxion of like MMA influences into wrestling is not a, necessarily a bad thing because of how it's developed nowadays. Yeah. But this time period, it's like there's such a, a the vast gap between the two. When they try and bring elements in and it doesn't really work, it's very stands yeah. out a bit too much for me. On that subject, quickly, yeah, uh, has Joe been released? Because he he got injured, dropped the NXT belt, but no, he got released from main roster and he got brought back to NXT. He won the gold belt off Karrion Cross. Oh, now you say, and then he, he dropped it because he was injured. I don't think he's been released now. So I wonder if WWE, if you're on the injured list, you can't get fired. There's probably something to do with that, yeah. In that there's surely you could see someone if they fire you when you're injured. Or I mean, like, like you've just done, so. Vince has gone. No, we fired him ages ago. <laughs> we can't look after contracts, so he must have already gone. It. Yeah, maybe so. Um, old school reverse into an F5 it is very impressive nice. how Brock catches yeah. him. One, two, take a kicks out of the second F5 in the match. Crowd. Ooh. Brock sell here. He looks lost, dejected, like, I genuinely can't win this match. Probably because he was a bit like, you were supposed to fucking... <laughs> That's the finish! That, that was the finish, you are, so. <laughs> <laughs> Suplex shitty. Uh, <laughs> just a joke. It's suplex shitty. It's great stuff. Uh, Paulie screams motivation at a lost Brock. Really great moment. I don't think this would have been planned. No, this I is think... on, on, on the fly. Paulie seeing the selling and knowing how to emphasize it, he's yeah. just the best. Really, really good. Great camera work as well. By the and again, this was pre fourteen cuts per minute in a WWE ring, so yeah. you actually got the action flowing a bit more, more fluidly than you see in modern day. It's the TV shows nowadays. Uh, Cut punch. There's a move. There's a change. So if you've got like ten punches raining down, you've got twenty cuts. Yeah, in that ten punch sequence the pay views are a bit more tolerable i think yeah they've got the four five hours i think it's tired raw smoke small raw smackdown yeah paul Heyman's like press the one replay button we've got <laughs> <laughs> last ride mm, kind of <laughs> that, that's a luchasaurus <laughs> last ride <laughs> T- uh, taker hits a tombstone one two brock kicks a crowd very interested now taker sits up after hitting his own move uh, I mean it works but still uh, Brock counters another tombstone attempt and he goes from having like you know Undertaker on his shoulders like over one shoulder to picking the dude up and muscling him over onto both shoulders they're like oh my god that was awesome 300 pound man just perched and then just viciously and gently then placed in the F5 position yeah F5 connects Brock Lesnar covers the Undertaker as the crowd go he'll kick out don't worry about it (laughs) one two fuck you Marks (laughs) (laughs) it's great watching their reaction it's so beautiful the guy in the purple shirt go like this the guy in the white t-shirt just be like (gasps) fly catching the guy and his three friends in the grey t-shirt in the front row who are all just like, oh, like watching them mark like so heavy in disbelief. It's such a great wrestling moment. One, one of the best because yeah. that is fans feeling the moment. They've been genuinely surprised. And I still love the fact that you see people muttering in the crowd going, ref mistake. Yeah. Ref mistake. Must be a problem. Like, no, no, that wasn't the actual finish, was it? No, no. The way Brock sells the win, like, yeah, I won. What of Paul, it? But Paul Heyman. 
Paul Heyman's like, you did it! Oh my god, yeah, you did it! Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't know. The stunned silence, and as you said, ruined only by Michael Cole talking. Yeah. There's like a period of two minutes of... The line is, the streak is over. You're like, great, thanks, dickhead. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah. And it's only, like, when the fans were looking at it, like, no, there's something around. Until on the screen, it was like 21 and 1. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, fuck. Mm. That should have been for Dolph. <laughs> but what, again, is, is moments moment? like that don't happen in wrestling anymore. Yeah. Like, you've got the, the logical storytelling to get the good baby face over when you can actually learn to build a baby face, which WWE have failed to do since for the last seven years. More than two decades of built it. Yeah. It's very, very good. You know? And obviously, yeah, it's only when they started wrestling Orton, when it was Orton and Edge sort of time, we're like, oh, he's not a lot. <laughs> oh, hmm, okay. But sure. yeah, moments like this, to give that amount of shock, I mean, genuinely, I don't think anyone who walked into the Silver Dome Brother. Sorry, brothers. <laughs> I don't think anyone who walks in there yeah. as a wrestling fan would have gone, Brock Lesnar's winning this. Yeah, not a chance. No chance. No. So the fact that every single person there, not even like touted on a dirt sheet anywhere, going, we're hearing rumblings that Brock is going to beat the streak. Nothing I at all. Didn't hear a thing. This was like Vince, Triple H, Undertaker... And and the referee, even when he hit the three, no one's in on it. There's a moment of hesitation. Yeah, because Definitely. he thinks... But then obviously they're all told, it's a shoot. You count the three. Yeah. It feels like it, doesn't it? Like You watch it through and there's definitely a moment where they're like, are you sure? No, I'm sure Heyman... Sure? I'm, I'm 100% sure Heyman was in on it. But would yeah. it not be better if that reaction was genuinely, oh, they let you win! <laughs> Maybe, man. Fucking morons. Like, and Paul, three Paul... years later, he's launching the belt of Vince. <laughs> Still one of my favourite things that they put in like, one of those like WrestleMania documentaries yeah. on the network. Uh, I, I think I, you popped that in a um, uh, Parts of Unknown uh, video recently, haven't you? Like the 10 most like biggest hissy fits. I have it on my set of memes. I throw that out quite regularly. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> I absolutely love it. But Brock Lesnar throughout, even like considering back in like seven years ago, Brock is easily the best professional wrestler they have. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's very difficult. And, and to certainly he's the best of... sports entertainer they have. Yeah, definitely. He's... A lot of people um, don't like him in that it's... You kind know, of know what you're getting almost. But to me, that adds such a depth to his character. And it's such a fun and easy thing to work yeah. and to book and... The reaction he gets speaks for itself. Every single time he comes out, he's a threat. He's legitimate. He's could have got over Keith Lee. I was still yeah. I, Brock Lesnar that rumble. I mean, he did get over Keith yeah. Lee. To be fair, Brock Lesnar that rumble MVP arrives. Brock Lesnar bopping away to it. The Brock box with yeah. his money in the bank cashing. Good stuff. All great memories. And then this. I mean, this will be the peak. And this is what helped get Roman over and Seth over. Because had Brock not done this and been so dominant, mm -hmm. Roman wouldn't be where he is. Absolutely. So we get the long, slow sell by Taker post-match. Sell? Or reality? Yeah, very wobbly. Trying to get yeah. to his feet. Can't get to his feet. It takes three or four attempts to actually be able to stand up and leave the ring. Um, the commentators stand up and applaud, which is a bit cheesy. But, but again... 
Right, in fairness to them, it was always thought that, right, if Taker loses at Mania, he's done. Yeah. And again, from Taker's standpoint, it's, it's, what it's, else is there for him to do? It's, it's forcing the moment too much. You know, Taker's getting to his feet. He's selling and the crowd are starting to realise. And eventually the crowd get to their feet and they start applauding. But it, it's it's a minute or two with the commentary team kind of doing this already. It's like, it's just my thing with WWE, especially in this time period where like it just doesn't feel natural enough sometimes. Like, the commentary feel like they're forcing it way too much. Yeah. Like, the reactions. They're saying stuff like, oh my gosh. And it's like, just think, think of any other phrase. What a manoeuvre. <laughs> I mean, almost to yeah. that extent, you know. <laughs> That it is what it is. Um, bloody, 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 blah. Uh, he, when Taker gets to the top of the ramp and you expect yeah, the fist, but he just shakes his head and just walks to the back. Great moment. Years from now, it's like, you know what much I wish I'd had? Goldberg. <laughs> Maybe I can get killed in Saudi. Just like a weekend when we visit. Sure. Uh, I've got a note here about what does this achieve in the long run, but we've kind of been over it already. Yeah. Right? We know where this goes. So, yeah. But the thing is, though, at this time, other than Roman, where they've positioned him now because they always knew he would be a star, yeah. I don't think anyone else would have benefited because all the ones they thought, I mean, even back in the day, were like, Ted DiBiase Jr. should beat The Undertaker. They've got the throwback to the Million Dollar Man bought him in. It's like, <laughs> had they wasted it on Ted Jr., mm. he's gone. There's no one. I don't think anyone would have in the modern time benefited from having that streak other than maybe uh, other than Roman and even yeah. without it Brock Roman Dragon Punk maybe but I mean, had they it. done it to Punk last, the previous year that would have been it yeah, Peel Punk being a face taker yeah could have been quite cool but then in reality how bad would that be I've been in the streak and now I've quit the business yeah sure I think I think this is the correct decision yeah I think the the level of push Brock gets from this to legitimacy to being the guy like he can be anyone at any point it just gives you so many moments like now in what i would consider his almost worst creative time yeah. ever almost like 2014 is pretty bad but like creatively in terms of narrative and stuff i would say 2020 was really bad 2021's a bit better but the shows are very difficult to watch week to week yeah. um you can almost at any point as we've talked about earlier just go well roman and brock yeah. You could literally take any guy on the roster that's a face or even a heel and go, well, put him against Brock. There's a legitimacy there. Yeah. And it all stems from this moment. Yeah, hands down. And again, the only, the only reason they got away with it in 2020 because it was a Thunderdome. Yep. And they could control the reaction. How do we follow that up, Zach? Well, I think I need some catches catch can style wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's celebrate. <laughs> the Kid Rock Invitational. Should we oh. try and do it in one breath? <laughs> oh, this will be easy to do in one breath. So we've got AJ Lee, Xana, Alicia Fox, Brie Bella, Cameron, Emma, Eva Marie, Layla, Naomi, Natalia, Nikki Bell, and Rose Menace, Summer Rae, Tamina Snooker. In a WWE Divas title, Vicky Guerrero Invitational match. It is not elimination. <laughs> and it went double the amount of the Shield versus Kane in the old age Oh, Awards. good lord. Uh, well, I mean, to be Seven fair. minute Diva match on a WrestleMania. Sure. Apparently, this is the first time the Divas belt was ever defended at WrestleMania. Cole literally says that on commentary, and I'm like, what? Surely the Divas belt was defended at WrestleMania before this. I mean, I know the women's title was, because obviously you had Molly and Victoria with the head shave thing at Mania. Ooh, but Fair point. 
but maybe it wasn't. But the Divas title, maybe not. No. Yeah. Because when was the Divas title born? So don't remember it at 29. It was um, Sean McCall was the first. Yeah, because with, with Lake Hall had them all, didn't they? Yeah. Because they did matching belts. But I don't think they did anything at Mania. When did they get rid of the WWE Women's Championship the first time? Oh, that that was a retired long... I think that was retired when they had the brand split. Oh, yeah. Didn't they have a women's belt and a Divas belt at the same time? No, it was just the Divas belt. Mm. My memory is... Yeah, got retired the, the I mean, same... God forgive me for not paying attention to the <laughs> Divas belt. I think it was the same know. time they merged the IC belt and the hardcore belt when Tommy Dreamer had his license plate hardcore oh, belt over yeah. the IC belt. The New York hardcore yeah. belt. And then JBR had the like Texas version of it. Yeah. It was even worse. Like... But yeah, well, it's a, it's a, a multi-Diva non-elimination match to beat AJ Lee. The odds are stacked against her at the, at the bequest of Vicky Guerrero. Senior. Dude, AJ well yeah. AJ Lee gets an entrance, the only person, right? Cole says this is the first time the Divas Belt's been defended, and I'm just like, what? And then by the time I'm getting confused and looking this up, Vicky Guerrero is screaming down the mic and she goes, I wish everyone good luck, especially AJ, and then cackles away. I'm like, aren't you meant to be a face because AJ Lee's the heel? Why are you doing your heel promo? But the heel told the heel GM she'd done a really bad job. It's a fucking mess. <laughs> I mean, this was a clusterfuck. But hey, who am I to judge? Aksan has wrestled at a WrestleMania. I've not wrestled at a WrestleMania. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, Cesaro hadn't been in a match for yeah, a title. Cesaro sure. hasn't competed for a title at Mania. I have one question about this match, and I have it in big capital letters here. It says, hey, Tax, what are the fucking rules? The rules are there are no rules. Because obviously it's a multi-person match. There's no <laughs> counter, no disqualification. There's random people pinning each other. They're going to the outside. There's two people in the ring. Then Girls gone wild. In the ring. I'm just like, what is happening? This is the definition of a clusterfuck. This was PG orgy. It, it's, there's, there's no logic to anything that's happening. And... Let me think of this. So let because obviously excluding Brock and Taker, AJ Lee humiliated on the Go Home Show. So who's going to win this match, Rich? I mean, AJ Lee wins. <laughs> she pins Naomi. Yeah, so he taps her out to an octopus hold. Yeah, you're the like, Black Widow. After all this build, after all these people ganging up on AJ Lee, and you're like, right, finally they're going to have her drop the belt to someone, probably Naomi. And she just wins, and you're like, um, okay. <laughs> And, and I still can't believe that even after this, AJ stuck with the company for another 12 months. Was it really another year? Because it was, the, it was mainly guys. 31. That I can't remember who she tagged with against the Bellas, and that was it. I remember, God bless him, lovely Louie, when AEW came around being like, AEW treat women like crap. WWE have always treated women so brilliantly. They In the seven them- years he's watched <laughs> wrestling. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. he, he first started around S.H.I.E.L.D., um, Wyatt's. Yeah. So he he experienced this. Like their booking of women in 2014 is a fucking disgrace. They're not women, they're divas. Uh, even that is. They're superstars like... and divas. They're still the follow on of the we'll get the dads to like the ladies and we'll get the kids to like John Cena. Sure. That's why Xana is in a match. On this note, can we talk about signs in AW, please? Oh, yeah, go on then. Cause we're about to get to the main event, so let's do this. So you get people with those signs are like, please book more than one women's match in a show. Like, yeah. All right, we'll book five of them and give every match five minutes. Or watch the entire catalogue of AW and you'll see like Red Velvet and Jade have 
quite a good match on Rampage. They've got them on Dark and Dark With Elevation. With the attention to the stories, yeah. you know what I mean? You've got Ruby Soho being built as a huge star. Her match with Chris Statlander is going to be really, really good. And yes, they can't do all these women's matches. Do you know why? Because they don't have five hours of network television. To, sorry, seven hours of network television every week. Plus main event. Plus 205 Live where they've got women's wrestling Simple now. fact is their men's roster is better than their women's roster currently as yeah. well. When they have enough very, very high caliber women to be able to book more than one feud regularly. You know what I mean? Like, probably one match. They book feud. They book loads of feuds. The feuds are very well told. Yeah. It's like, that. that's really, really annoys when people just take these signs and just like, there's, there's nothing wrong with sexual equality, but, obviously. But it has to be relevant to how good the actual matches and the stories are. And also, are. if you think about the storylines at the moment, if you're going to talk about AEW and the women's division. So, until recently, you had Britt Baker at the top. But you had Sheeda and Serena Deeb still having their ongoing feud, and that's still yeah. going. So they've got an ongoing the feud there. Whole You've got time Nyla Rose, Jade. Yeah. You've got Jade being built. Great job building these women right now. You're building up Thunder Rosa to go against Britt again. Now, Britt has elevated herself to be a top star. Sure. Because, again, when she joined as White Meat Babyface, she's the happy dentist who works in her <laughs> dental surgery. Yeah. Now she's the, in fairness, and I'll include Becky and Shalmers. She's the best character, female character, in all of wrestling. Absolutely. Yeah. But it didn't happen overnight. Sure. So. It took the match with Thunder Rosa <laughs> to get her over there. They basically... Sure. they Thunder Rosa Nia Jaxed um, Britt Baker. Yeah, absolutely. So now that we agree on this, I have to get out of my system because I'm so annoyed at seeing the signs of this argument of just like, you know... <sighs> Because they do book women very, very well in AEW. There's this thing whereby I don't know what it is about the AEW show specifically. There's always one prick opposite the hard cam who won't put their fucking sign down. And he's got lots. Why is this happening? Like Attitude Era, we love signs. Can we please just have someone that goes in the crowd and it's just like Fuck you. You're not having that sign up. There's a kid that had a support wrestlers walk sign up, right? Very appreciative. When you hold it up for three hours, I'm just like, put the sign down. Please put the sign down. Like, I can't stop staring at this white square. And it's a real shame that Louis felt he had to do that. He could have just sent an email to Wally and said, I'd like my job back. (laughs) The dickhead with the pink sign? Yep. During the AEW pay-per-view? I would have shot him. Like, literally, I would have gone, it's America. I could walk into a shop and buy a gun. I would have killed the gun. (laughs) (laughs) Self-defense. Fucking enough with the signs. The um, Fight Forever chant needs to die. Honestly, this is awesome. Can fuck off as well at this This point. I, I I think it's a worse chant than Fight Forever at the moment. It's every decent spot. Enjoy the match. Cheer the Cheer the spots. Let them tell the story, you know? It's simple yeah, say to you, mate. This is awesome, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's not pretty good. It's awesome. <sighs> and then the Miz walks out. <laughs> okay, cool. Really wanted to get out of my system on this specific podcast. I will this will s- probably get a few listens more than the other ones because of WrestleMania. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> thing is, though, like, on the subject of signs, yeah. it's mainly 30. Yeah. No signs. Nah, no one gives a shit about this. They're just there because it's WrestleMania. Yeah. It's a shame. I, I mean, the, the Honestly, like, I prefer without signs. I think I think just straight up ban signs from wrestling. Oh, hang on. But the, the, some of those iconic... St- I mean, Attitude Era 
because there's no real matches to watch because they're all like two minutes long and no one actually gives a shit. Hmm. Don't that, let's not go back to the Astrid era and ruin it any further because <laughs> it was a beautiful time in my life. Let's not ruin it any further. And it turns out it was actually crap. Well, because hmm. obviously I've seen. I, you know what I find quite interesting. God. I find quite interesting, and I'm sure it's just a pure coincidence. We say a lot of stuff. Then, like three weeks later, I see what we've said miraculously produced somewhere else of a much higher quality value than what we do. I don't understand why. Um, Super Quiz Cup, anyone? <laughs> no comment. Stop, stop feeding things from our little pod that could into your multi your multi million dollar chat message machine. I think it's just that we think along the same timelines as a lot of timelines. That's not, we have a lot of the same opinions. But they're just presented nicer on the big multi-million pound money machine that we have. <laughs> You're WWE. <laughs> I'm fucking TNA. <laughs> I will make no claims to that whatsoever. So, um, <laughs> still Divas champions, AJ Lee, unfortunately. Um, well, fortunately for her and the business, but the Divas championship is just like a disgrace and the whole company's a disgrace. And yeah, it's fucking It would have been nice if AJ Lee had managed to, uh, had, and rightly, you know, she'd gone. Yeah. I think AEW's women's division's bad. Watch this shit. Um, <laughs> quickly, back to the women's division on AEW. Yeah. So we'll get to main event. I know we've gone along on this. That's fine. Tony Khan's comment on the uh, the media call when the, what the female journalist said, are you going to maybe like an all-women's pay-per-view? And Tony Khan went off of the, hang on a minute. I haven't got any credit for these NWA women's show. I paid all the talent. And I was like, right, Tony Khan, I mm. like you a lot. Yeah. But recently, Tony Khan, you have been being very noisy. And I don't I, hate it. I think I thought, I'm okay no, with no, it. I really I, I don't mind it in certain aspects, but the, the, the case of, hey, I'm a billionaire and I paid for these wrestlers to go and wrestle on the NWA. <laughs> Billy Corgan didn't pay them. Oh, he fucking them. didn't. No, he's a millionaire. He should be paying them. No, no, he's not. He runs the NWA. <laughs> Fair point. Yeah, yeah. And the last two albums have been disappointingly miserable hey the, the tallest sold out like only half their stadiums they shouldn't that, really that, be doing stadiums that's, anymore that's because all of us pumpkins fans are so old we're high risk of covid so we don't leave the house sure, sure. which i'll get my booster jab on thursday because i'm because hey. i'm high risk more 5g <laughs> i mean exactly I mean, i've heard my 5g is waning <laughs> they built they built a tower block in front of me and i need to knock it down <laughs> Shall we finish this? Finish this lovely show. Me, Gene, backstage with host Aww. Hogan, Piper, and Orndorff come out to confront Hogan. WrestleMania one in it. Oh yeah. Um. Honestly, where is the justice in these four guys? And the only one that's still alive is Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Where's the justice? Well, Sid's playing softball. <laughs> Mister T's also here. Piper struggles to shake Mr. T's hand. There's a race joke here, but... Well, in Venice, he only painted half his hand, so it's fine. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) We cut to ringside. Bruno, Harley... Fucking... Thanks, AEW, for uploading more photos. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) just got a notification. Uh, I'm part of the press, don't you know? Uh, Bruno, Harley, Backlund, Dusty, and Brett are all here. Legends. All good. At a time where Dusty wasn't as popular with WWE because it wasn't really the thralls of NXT. Fair point. Dusty certainly became a lot more popular because of his work in NXT from this date. Until Mm. this time, I found that the reaction for Dusty was very much like, oh, it's Goldust, Dad. And then when he had such a positive impact on the promos, especially the women's division in the early days of NXT, that's when Dusty became a name where all the talent would go, 
working with Dusty is brilliant. And then people are like, oh, Dusty's the reason you're this good. Yeah. Oh. But at this stage, it's like, oh, Brett's here. And Bruno's here. We saw him at the Hall of Fame last year. And the, the fat man with the yeah. polka dots is here. Because Ron Simmons wasn't allowed to sit front row because Vince McMahon. <laughs> oh, factual. Um, uh, Backland selling of the character. <laughs> In the suit, going... Oh, it's just so good. I think this was just, this was also the time before he came back to manage Darren Young. I think it was around yeah. this time. Yeah, didn't go very far, did it? But... No. Anyway, uh, Brett. Uh, I like Brett. He's there. Uh, time for your. I just like to say Brett. Well, we'll say Me? Brett a lot soon. Yeah, absolutely. Time for your main event of the evening: the WWE World Heavyweight Championship Triple Threat Match of Randy Orton, the current champion, versus Dave Batista versus the hero of our story, Daniel Bryan. Now, Rich, mm. it's the main event of WrestleMania. Who should come out last? Fucking Vincent Man. What's he? No, no, he's at? not wrestling. No, but what's he playing out here? The champion always comes out last. Of course. Why is he coming out first? What's Vince thinking? It's WrestleMania. Like, Survivor Series, Raw, champion should always come out last. But I understand you want to get the big face pop for the baby face, then kick into the match. Fine. It's WrestleMania. It's the main event. He's the champ. Put over the fucking belt. You know, like it's so important that this is about the belt. Yeah. So cross. It drove me fucking insane. Um, the band playing Orton's music are fucking awful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, hang on. <laughs> Saliva not available this year, Vince. <laughs> no, they're on tour. Did you notice that they started out with a, a certain level of backing track and about 30 seconds in the backing track was suddenly very loud <laughs> and started to drown out the band a little bit? That's it. I mean, and on Orton so was a bit funny. like, well, Takers had Limp Biscuit. I mean, we've had so many other. Jay had Motorhead for fuck's yeah. sake. You know? We're Motorhead. We're going to kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the game and how you game it. Game, game, you game it. Game, game, you game it. We are Motorhead. <laughs> Orton gets not saliva. What's really good is, that, you know, Butt Creek and Fake Nickelback still get some. Uh, some 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 gigs. Yeah. Basically, Vince came in and went, Lip Biscuit are here. <laughs> to move it down. Yeah. And he was like, Fred, where's your hat? Get my hat, get my hat. Tell him it's Fred. <laughs> uh, so the champ out first. Boo. The main event at WrestleMania. What the fuck? Orton walks very slowly to the ring so this band can get their shit in, right? He reaches the ring and five minutes later the band are still fucking playing and it's like... Uh, Ironically, Orton walks alone end. inside a pit of danger. He and it's not even his indeed. entrance music. Speaking of which, Batista out next. Mama, 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 mama. <laughs> Batista runs out onto the stage and my only thought was like, don't run into the mic stand because the band have left their shit all over the stage still. Classic fucking Kent gig scene. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Clear your fucking shit up. If I have to trip over your pedal board again. <laughs> I'm literally watching this show, right? Sitting there like I'm holding a machine gun, going, like waiting for Dave to come out. I'm really into it. Because it's the only thing I care about, his character. And he gets to the point where he does the leg slap, and he goes, and then he walks to the ring, and I'm like, 
Because they accidentally <laughs> pressed the pyro button during Undertaker uh, Brock. But, but my machine gun's woven. I was so sad. Can't do stuff to get Big Dave over. He's got a machine gun to <laughs> No, machine Best gun Kelly man. wasn't there. He's walking to the ring and I'm just like, fuck this company. I hate everything. I don't want to watch this anymore. <laughs> it, it's his entrance though. That's the only appeal. I even sure. No, in fairness, seeing Woods copy his entrance, yeah. that's the appeal. Yeah, it really is. And it's become such a... A meme, such a, a thing for me, just seeing Dave Batista do the machine gun. Yeah, and it does lead to some really fun moments. And they had the big WrestleMania sets, and it goes yeah. from one side to the next, and going duka duka duka. It's just fun as a human being. I can't being. wait for if he ever dares come back again. Now they've got this lovely like CGI stuff over the front of it, where the or the three D signage or whatever it is they do. Sure, it's called um, AR. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, augmented really reality. Am I right? Is that yes, right? Yes, I've learned words. The Roman Reigns chocolate man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it's the man made of dairy milk. Yeah, I was going to say because so the lady loves milk tray. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Becky Lynch's one's pretty horrific as well. She looks like a float thing, like from like you know, ah, Everyday's Dan Housen's blimp. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Don't get me started on Riddle's flip flop bird things that he had. You know what I mean? Oh, Riddle so with bad. his uh, toenails painted pink cunt nothing wrong with that <laughs> no the toenail painting is absolutely fine it's just an excuse to like shit on riddle yeah sure and i would literally shit on him and he'd probably enjoy probably it enjoy it yeah uh here comes dragon and his furry boots hus 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 oh but he looks a little injured good yeah. sell well done. holding his shoulder as he walks yeah. out really cool I am love i gonna they... do the chant oh, i can't do it Tom exactly yeah I love that they don't go over the top for his entrance here. Yeah. It's just Ride the Valkyries, just him walking out, selling. It's all it needs. Fakes alive, like, we can play that. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. Get out of here. Get out, Fred Durst. <laughs> uh, so, big introductions for all three lads by AEW Justin Roberts. Again, p- defeating the object. If you're, just, if you're not going to go straight into it, get the introductions done. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, ref is Mike Kyoto. A guy that, was, in my opinion, was absolutely fucked over by WWE. Should have had a job for life. Yeah, but he didn't save tapes from a burning building, did he? So, thanks. Um, one of the very best referees that has ever been. I think so. I agree. The way he like helps run the matches and stuff, like you see little subtle things, like knowing kind of what's going on nowadays a little bit. The fact you never notice Mike Yoda yeah. means he is the best referee. Absolutely, really, really good. At his job. I and again, I know we've gone on. I fucking hate it, particularly in this country, in Brit refs, character refs. Yeah, be a fucking referee to be a referee. Don't be a famous referee. So, in this match, <laughs> let's go through it. Uh, we'll get to the re- we'll get to the referee a bit quickly, okay? So, bell rings, early yes kicks, Dragon gets taken out by Orton, and fucking up Brian's shoulder. Uh, I remember my feeling at the time, it was exactly the same as I'm watching it now. Uh, I know this match is going to suck. I just hope they put the belt on Dragon so we can hopefully get some decent tile matches in the future and get the belt away from Randy Orton as fast as possible. My thought of this match was, I think this is going to be the worst match of Dragon I've ever seen. Yeah. it's We just need to get the belt to Dragon. No matter how, how we do it, no matter how bad the match is, just get the belt to Dragon. I will say, watching this back uh, sympathetically, it's a really quite a fun match. Do you say yeah. so? I, it was... It has aged better than I thought it would. Yeah. At the time, I remember just not caring about anything. It's been like, as long as he wins. It's because the, his dance partners were pointless. And the, the thing is, 
And similar to again what we said about the Cena Wyatt match, it was fun, but it was very much like Triple H and, and Dragon, as you said, like Dragon was like, no, I'm going to do my bits here. Whereas against Batista and Orton, they were like, no, we're in charge. This is our house. And then Dragon was a bit like, I'm going to get what I need at the end. I will suck this up and do what I can. Yeah, Dragon's got less control because he's in the match list as well. Yeah. So it's very difficult. It's not a Dragon match here. And also, in fairness to him, he's wrestled Triple H for half an hour and he's had three hours to sit around. Mm -hmm. uh, His body must have already been like, I even remember lots of wrestling when I was in Faversham or wrestling in, in Hawkins. It's like a 40-minute drive home. That 40-minute drive alone, by the time I'd get out of the car, I was like, I can't actually step out of the car. I have to <laughs> move my body sideways and like old person it out of the car. Yeah. And on this drive now, if you park too close to the wall, you're fucked. <laughs> Stuck in the car <laughs> for ages. Get out, get out, crawl out the boot like a salmon. <laughs> Uh, I have to park in London for my job sometimes. Mm. Quite regularly, have to climb out the boot and stuff. Like, yeah, I've been there a few times. <laughs> Not after wrestling a match, thank God. But like, yeah. Uh, so Dragon has the label lock locked in on Autumn. That's hard to say. Uh, Triple H and Steph out. Triple H drags the ref out to stop the submission, and that was such beautifully done. Yeah, shame about all the CM Punk chances it happens, but it's, it's I, refu- well I refuse to acknowledge the CM Punk tribal chief. <laughs> So, this is the moment where this new referee comes out, okay? There's a Batista bomb. Dragon kicks it too. Nice sell from everyone. Big yes chance. Dragon, Dragon then kicks the ref in the head. And I'm like, what's going on here? And apparently the story is that referee Brad Armstrong is a Rudo ref. He's a Rudo. gimmick ref. He comes all the way back from the SummerSlam match, I believe. Now, here's the thing. Like, I remembered instantly going, okay, they had the thing in SummerSlam where he got screwed over and Dragon loses and it's this referee at the time. They had two or three things with this ref. In the two, three months we've done, this is not a thing. Oh, no, no. This hasn't been part of the story. He's not been there screwing Dragon. Because... It's not in any of the video packages. Nope. It's not mentioned. It's not talked about. And they're like, you son of a bitch! <laughs> when this referee comes out, like, is this not an important, like, an integral part of the story? Here? Oh, yeah, most definitely. It's one of the most important parts of the story. I thought I just completely missed something. Oh, no, no. They, they've fucked this completely. But, yeah, I don't know what to say. It just so, it's so he, weird. He's been like... in Triple H's pockets in SummerSlam. as well. <laughs> But not any of the last few months where they could have just easily gone, Dragon won't be the guy, you know, the yes movement, them doing everything they can to screw him over. They didn't think to use the Rudo ref they've got. Well, they didn't think to actually book Triple H in a match until <laughs> three weeks ago. <laughs> Fucking idiots. <laughs> uh, it's, it's weird. Like, I don't. I, even from what you just said about refs having gimmicks and stuff, I don't hate the idea of a Rudo ref. I hate the way Triple H use it, but it's funny. Okay, Yeah, that's so comedy. Excessive. Yeah. yeah. This, I know they're doing they're doing the massive overbooking to screw Dragon in any which way they can. You need to have this a bit more established before using it. I, I, I do think though that they're just doing it as a callback because, as you said, there's been no mention of it, and they're like, "Fuck, yeah. how else can we do it?" And then someone in the writers' room have gone, "You know what we did with Brad Armstrong? Yeah, should we maybe do that?" And then Triple H has gone, "I've had an idea, Vince. Remember back in then." You know? yeah. The, I've they're doing this... what they did to Cena when he was yeah. running away with the belt. And they haven't got the money in the bank, so what else can they do? Yeah. You know? Unbelievable. Sorry, Punk. Punk. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, Dragon uh, Tope to Triple H takes out the referee Armstrong and also Steph, who unfortunately 
is wearing high heels. So Youchers. Referee Armstrong takes a bump on Steph's ankle. Yeah, that looked nasty. Oof. And uh, I'm pretty sure Armstrong wasn't used after this for breaking the boss's daughter's ankle. Legit, like she really messed up her ankle. Yeah. He fell hard and her ankle was facing upwards and her body was not. And again, fair play to Steph. She's like, I want to be involved in this spot. Yeah. I would have bailed her quickly yeah. if I was her in this position. <laughs> she, she she proper mur- she out-murder clowned murder clown. She she stuck it out. She went for that, cl- that, that catch. Clap. <laughs> Don't know what I'm talking about. She's got that way <laughs> covered in drool. Like Miz should take some fucking notes, mate. <laughs> Pussyfooted bitch running away. Yeah, fucking. At least it. I caught Meathead with Two Tone. I'm pretty sure Two Tone got involved. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> fucking big lad fell down. I don't want to let the uh, drool comment go past. <laughs> well played. Good, yeah. good. Uh, Triple H with the sledgehammer. Dragon grabs it and takes out Triple H. Mike Kyoto is back as the Yay, referee. The hero of the piece. Really? Yeah, I mean, basically. <laughs> Batista and Orton, they gang up on Dragon. We're literally doing everything we can to stop him from Dragon from being the guy winning this match. The Triple H and Steph are assisted to the back, eliminating them as like this yeah. caveat stopping Dragon. So Dave and Randy give Dragon a Batista bomb neckbreaker combo through the commentary table. Orton did not take this well when he t- like fuck the fucked RKO because like you saw his back just go off the monitor. Uh huh. Like ouch. Who left that rogue monitor there? Ricardo Rodriguez. You because piece of shit. <laughs> this is not one of the modern iPad monitors. This is the big square yeah. metal monitor, and Randy bumps back first right on his lower back into this monitor and you see him do the neck but it's not a fucking rko michael cole it's not a fucking rko but it's the batista bomb through the the announcers because it was not out of nowhere yeah and it's also he's facing the wrong way to be an rko has he never watched wrestling before fucking douchebag (laughs) michael say it's an rko but vince it's like take your finger off the button and say it's an rko it's an rko yeah exactly so Randy bumps this monitor, and you can see there's a moment where he's like, that was awesome. Ow! <laughs> you know, we realize he arches his back. Like, there is something underneath me. What the fuck is that? <laughs> My God, dude, that looks so painful. Just the... Uh, yeah. Yeah, Clear man. the fucking announce table. And like yeah. you said, I think it's very much like at that time where they had all their apps because they were showing the network. They didn't have the big monitors. Yeah. And I wonder if, again, Vince McMahon... Just give them the old monitors. Give the Spanish announce table the old monitors. Mm. Give the German announce table the old monitors. I don't care. And that was it. And they were just, as you said, the coil in Orton where he just arched from day dot. And it wasn't even like a... Orton's not a very good seller. So you could tell he was genuinely hurt. His back is all cart, man. Yeah. Sorry, Sneeze. That's better. I'm trying not to sneeze over your house, your lovely tax office. You sold that better than Randy. (laughs) The medics head out to the ring, and I'm like, oh, thank God they're going to help Orton. And they go to Dragon, and I'm like, no, (laughs) Orton's back is fucked. Check him. Uh, They put the neck brace on neck 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 brace on Dragon and do the full stretcher cell, taking Dragon to the back. And you get this beautiful moment where, like, Dave's throwing Randy about, and Randy looks to be in genuine pain at this point. Uh, and Dragon fights off the medics, crawls back into the match, like the the ultimate baby face. I will not go moment. out like this. Super cool. 
Uh, Randy stalks Dragon. LaBelle locked to Orton. Batista breaks it up. LaBelle locked to Batista. Orton breaks it up. Orton, this is where Dragon's like, this is my moment. Yeah. This is how we're doing it. <laughs> okay. Orton leapfrogs a spear. Batista follows through and takes out, take, he literally takes Dragon's head off. He spears him in the face. It's a great moment. You can feel Dragon like ducking down, being like, hit me in the face. Hit me in the face. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> the visual of this is going to be spectacular. Absolutely. RKO. One, two, Batista kicks out. Orton looks like he's about to set up for the punt. He's going to that place. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hate these cliches from Carl. Bomb by a knee by Dragon. Batista runs in to steal the pinfall, but Orton kicks out at two. This booking is great in the sequence. Orton death sells Batista in to hit the Batista bomb, but Bomb by a to Batista. LaBelle lock to Batista. Tap, motherfucker! <laughs> Batista taps out. He did it. He did it. Cole screams something about Miracle Kid, but he's screaming just such nonsense at this point. I don't even hear what he's saying. JBL's half asleep, as he's calling this He's moment. a very old boy. <laughs> it's fucking dreadful. He's like, why is this troll won the belt? But at Fuck this stage... Man. They try the- their best to ruin it, but it's such a cool moment. Even before the celebration, yeah. my first thought was, We've fucking done it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't have to watch this anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's relief at this point. Like, I'm so happy for Dragon. Like, my first American indie show uh, in Portsmouth with PWG. Uh, Dragon was there. Embarrassed myself, but <laughs> I loved him. My first real love of indie wrestling was really beyond going to like all star shows and stuff. Yeah. Which I just, as a kid, was just like, oh, it's wrestling. wrestling. You know what I mean? Exactly. It was Ring of Honor. You know, Dragon was always the guy for me. Loved his style. Always loved him. To see him get this moment and earn this moment after all the shit that we put him through over the last few years is yeah. so special, man. I think that... I mean, the, the main thing that why we asked the question sort of 16 weeks ago... Yeah. Was this Rise of Dragon by design or did it fall into their lap? It, I think it was forced upon them. Yeah. I I hundred percent had Punk not left, they would not have had this moment. I don't think so. No chance. He would have been wrestling Sheamus. Mm-hmm. That would have been it, and that's probably why when they pre-filmed all this stuff, Sheamus is in the pictures because he was due to wrestle Dragon for the underbelt. Could be, man. I wonder if that's that's really where they would have gone with it. And I tell you what, also irks me a little bit mm. about this celebration, and people will probably be not be overly happy with this. Probably, and I know that you know, he's a professional wrestler, not a sports entertainer. Biggest moment of Dragon's professional career. Absolutely. Yeah. He's allowed to welcome in his family into the ring. Yeah. Backstage, Breeze at the curtain, a gorilla, asking to go out and be with her soon-to-be husband. They don't let her go. Seriously? I yeah. did not know that. So they do oh. not let Bree go out. So to me, while it's very, very nice and Bree's waiting for him when he comes back in... Mm. She's not a heel at this point either. She's face. Yeah, so she's face. So that would have been quite a nice moment. Yeah. So, and of course, what did... And this is the thing that still slightly gets me about this. So I remember being bothered by this at the time and I know it's nice. The poor kid where they do Connor's Cure, the, 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 the poor lad who died. Yeah, yeah, he's at ringside. He's at ringside. But they make sure they get that camera shot. It's not a private moment between yeah. him and, and Connor. They have to do it. 
They sure. get it there. Yeah. And it sounds horrible. It I feels feel, forced. It really does. It feels it's, forced. It's and I felt they sacrificed. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I'm not denying that was a, a very personal moment for dragons. Have yeah, some, have that affect, affection to that poor that poor child who mm-hmm. had such a horrible run and took the best out of everything. But then to then have his future wife not be allowed out. Then a few years later, have John Cena be allowed to propose to his? And yeah, I, know, I guess so. So if, if that's the only criticism of having Dragon win the belt, it's from a, a personal, not a wrestling standpoint to have his actual wife come out. It's not like it wasn't known. They're on bloody Total Divas. All right, okay. It's not like a fucking secret. <clears throat> but yeah, it, was odd. it seems like the, an odd decision to make. But yeah. the celebration, the confetti, There's the fireworks. A lot of confetti. They that arena is They have full. not used confetti like that since 20. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Like, it's literally the whole arena is full. Like, you can't see Dragon for a little bit. Yeah. There's so much confetti. It's like they accidentally ordered 10 times the amount they meant to. Which, which was like, great. because Ah, a- bollocks to it. Do it all. <laughs> It's a great way to get Orton and Batista out without anyone noticing. Yeah, to be fair, like you know, I'm a big fan of get to the back if you lose. You know, like yeah. don't don't take a moment, don't take an applause, whatever. Yeah, Hogan. Unless you take her after 21 years, but like you know, yeah, like if you lose, get the fuck to the back. Yeah, it's not your moment. You know, you've done your job. Get to the fucking back. Yeah. Um, and to be fair to Orton and Batista, like they're not my favorite guys. Don't think the most capable wrestlers in the world. Orton could be. Yeah. Not in 2014. Um. They did a great job here. Really fulfilled their roles. Yeah, they they played it to perfection, as yeah. you said. That and and considering that they were probably, I'm going to say relieved, because I bet both of them, as time was going on, they're like, we are not going to be able to make event this show. <sighs> yeah, there is no way if we go on last that people are not going to shit on this or walk mm. out or leave, and it's going to look terrible for us. So, I think they were probably relieved to have Dragon Ball because obviously for Batista, he wasn't going to win it. So. Because he's a part-timer, so it's not an sure. issue. And also, I because th- this is—I think he was going to at one point. Well, this is the thing that gets me. So, the thing with the shield happened so quickly. Yeah. After the next night of Raw, and I know they do a lot of shotgun booking because Batista, I believe, was originally supposed to stick around till just Mania, and that was it. Then he was done. Right. So I think that's the reason why I think he wasn't going to win the belt. But the fact they already then managed to do this evolution, it's either it was pre-planned and they did it, or they shotgunned it and said, Dave, you know, I appreciate you didn't have a great run as a a face slash heel coming to this match. Here's another X hundred thousand. We need to go to the next pay-per-view and take on the shield. Can you stick around for another four or five weeks? It could be, yeah. Because if not, knowing they've got Dave Batista for the next few months... And th- did they pre-book the Shield versus Evolution? I wonder, man. It's very hard to say because you don't get any kind of inclination to that at this yeah, point. But that's but that's what <sighs> I'm wondering. Like, so the Dragon situation, they knew they had something, but they didn't want it to main event Mania. Hmm. I don't think. Th- I think he would have got there eventually, but he wouldn't have got there that quickly had Punk not gone. And the fans not voiced. I, the rumble was the turning point. Yeah, definitely. Because hearing how unhappy they were, that was not that was not a conscious decision to rile the fans to shit all over both Roman Batista and Rey Mysterio. That was a we're not going to have Dragon here, and we'll have it next night. We'll go. Oh, we didn't wrestle because we did that. 
that reaction and that displeasure I think was what the turning point plus Punk walking out was like give it a try yeah sure I think they felt truly backed into a corner coming out of the rumble and I, I honestly think Vincent Mann in his delusional sense was like Dave Batista was a baby face for us in yeah. the end of his time last session wrestling for WWE. Session? Uh, you know what I mean. Last his time last period. run. Yeah, there we go. But wasn't his last run when he and was gaffer taped around a ring post shouting out, I quit, I quit, because he was in the wheelchair? Probably, yeah. And he was a heel. Was he a heel? Yeah. Then? Okay, let me phrase it differently. I think I think he honestly thinks the the pop from a guy returning yeah. who was popular is going to be enough to tide them over to main event wrestling. Good old nostalgia pop for three months. Exactly. Hello, Edge. Orton's a heel. You know what I mean? Et cetera, et cetera. This is going to work, no problem. And I think the retaliation of the fans really, really backed them into a corner. And this is the big question we're talking about. How did we get to this point and such? And I don't ever think the plan was for Dragon to be there. I'm convinced at this point, like watching all through all these weeks. Because... I don't know. Do I believe that Vince is capable of booking a good story in 2014? That's the problem. It's really tricky to identify like what the real sources and what the real results of their decisions were being up to this point. And I, I, I really want to think that it's just a rare moment of brilliance from him suddenly going, I've got this white hot baby face. I remember back in the day what I did with a baby face. Yeah. And I'm going to slowly build this up. But the problem is because it has such a bad track record and it took Punk shooting, work shoot, to get him as a big baby face mm-hmm. and they fucked that by having him drop the belt to Bertie River and then win it back six weeks later. Yeah. So Kevin Nash. <laughs> My God. So yeah, I I want to believe it was planned, but I, I honestly think they were backed into a corner, the fan reaction and Punk leaving. It was the perfect storm for Dragon, but and it fell into WWE's lap because had it not, WrestleMania 30 would have gone down as one of the worst WrestleManias in history. It's, it's pretty bad. Like We make the best situations and we love wrestling. This is not a good show. It's the best show on this series as well, which is saying yeah. something. Um, one of the things that I, I really want to do with this series was, you know, we did that extra show at the beginning. Yeah. Which is that roar where Dragon gets that huge response from the crowd when they're doing the Ascension ceremony. Is your line gone? No, I won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Victor and Connor. <laughs> to me, that's the moment where, as a booker, you go, all right, we've got something here. Yeah. And then you spend the next six months leading to WrestleMania. You're six months out from Mania at that point. Yeah. This is the baby face. This is the guy. This is our Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know what I mean? Like, in 97, Vince can obviously see that Austin's the guy. Yeah. Like, he knows where that's going. Years in advance. The booking that leads through that is, like, something you can really, really get behind. And it's so, so smart. We're in 2014 here, so we're 17 years later. He doesn't even have a fucking clue what a baby face is. No, and that's been the same thing. Because it takes like up until after all rumble for this even to start thinking about Dragon as being the guy. Oh yeah, I think the pro. I said months, and it's, months later, and this is the reason why WWE, 
the product itself, even now, is as bad as it is because they cannot book a baby face. They're trying to do it with Big E. They did a good run. And I feel really sorry for Drew having to do it during the pandemic because I think he could have been pushed to be a good top-level baby face. But they can't book baby faces because they release everyone. Yeah. Weirdly, watching this Survivor Series show in 2021, I'm starting to think that maybe they're learning from their mistakes. Mm. I know you haven't quite got there, but there's a big confrontation between Drew and Bobby Lashley where Drew is big, big over as a face. But like even a few weeks ago, there was there was boost for Drew. Yeah, because people got fed up of him. Yeah. And I wonder whether they will learn from their mistakes and they'll look at what AEW do and learn that your baby faces don't need to be little bitches that can get beaten up all the yeah. time and such because in 2014 that's the only thing they have with baby faces beat down the baby face i hope they can come back and the fans will them to get the belt every single match apart from john cena yeah and he killed <laughs> everyone killed hates yeah. <laughs> you know it's so weird so we've got we've got a double cornflake rating to do here so we've got to do yeah. a cornflake rating for mania and then we've got to do a cornflake rating for the run of the dragon. <laughs> okay. So let's do Mania so, first. Mania, a generous three. I'm going a generous three because it's better than everything we've done. And the best of the worst shows we've had is a two cornflake. Yeah. And this is already head and uh, yeah, head and shoulders above it. Even when we covered Elimination Chamber, because uh-huh. you had Shield and Wyatt's, that was still a shit show. Yeah. This is better than Chamber. Mm-hmm. So I'm going three cornflakes. Which is generous because it is nowhere near a three cornflake mania. But mania. based on the ranking ratings we've given this show, this show throughout the series, it's only fair to give it a three. But it's a, as you said, a generous three, and it's only there for fake saliva mm. or, or or the cover band called Drool. <laughs> That's good. We should have run with that earlier. Yeah, the end of the series. Now we'll never mention this again. Um. So, I gave the. TNA run we did minus five stars. <laughs> Looking back at that now, that's a bit of a bad season, <laughs> isn't it? This is so much worse. That iconic <laughs> Aces and Eights run is better than Daniel Bryan's run to WrestleMania 30. Which is Would horrifying. You it? It's horrifying. Astonishingly stupid. <laughs> that's factual. A storyline involving Brooke Hogan is better yeah. than Dragon's run to Mania 30. Yep. Well, that iconic run for the babyface dragon is just like, it's not. It's horrifically bad. And the good thing is now, realistically, mm. from the modern era, so we're not talking new gen, we're talking anything Attitude Era onwards to present day, mm-hmm. other than Punk and other than Mickey and Trish's storyline, we've got nothing else we need to cover. So let's not come back to this generation. <laughs> Mate. For a very, 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 very long time. Minus six stars. Wowzers. I'm pushing the Meltzer rating beyond minus five stars. I am, it has to be. How else can I judge it? I think I gave I think I gave Ace and Eights a three cornflake run because I loved it because it was so shit. Sure. And you had Robbie and Robbie T and all the stuff in there. I'm gonna give no. the Sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna give the run. I mean, I, I don't want to. I can't. I've got to base it on the, obviously the content we're going for, which is Dragon's Run. Mm-hmm. So I can't look at Shield versus Wyatt. I can't look at Brock and Taker. They lucked out with this, mm. and for all the pomp and allure of Mania, 
they shit the bed leading up to it. So it's a one cornflake rating for this run. And the worst thing is, what's making me realise is doing this podcast, we should never go back and look at things we thought were good because it realistically, no. you're doing it in rose-tinted glasses and normally around 4am in the morning yeah, when you've sure. eaten a, your third bag of Maltesers <laughs> and you're having a lovely tongue. It's like, never eat three bags of Maltesers and an entire tube of Pringles and sure. a three litres of Pepsi. Yeah, because it makes you delusional. It makes you high. Exactly. I mean, what a combination. <laughs> but yeah, so... Also, I think we, we knew everything that was going to happen on these shows, really. and Like, the, the payoffs and everything else. Like, there were bits I forgot about, but I knew what was going to happen. Maybe that does affect our... Potentially. Cause mm. we, and maybe we romanticise about how good it was. Like you said, like Dragon would always, to you, be the person who from the, the first American indie who came yeah. over that you saw with PWG and things like that. But that story has nothing to do with what we've seen over the last three months. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's everything else before he even joined over really... And the fact that they, I think they treated him so badly. Like Seamus being him seven seconds a year before and all that sort of bullshit. You know what I mean? But people remember it. Mm. He got a moment. But that wasn't part of the the run we've done. So it doesn't really count almost to what no. we're talking about, which is weird. Oh, no, but, but I'm just saying from, from, picture, from Dragon's, yeah. Dragon's like run in WWE, like the, the big thing about this was the crowning glory. The thing that's on our thumbnail with him with the belts and the confetti, which, and again, the, sure. the celebration was outstanding. One of the mm-hmm. best WrestleMania celebrations in a very long time. Because it hasn't been Roman, they haven't had to cut the feed straight away because the fans are shitting all over it. Sure. But then, from Dragon's standpoint, and I know a lot of the wrestlers say this, they always want their WrestleMania moment. This is it. And Dragon Dragon got his moment. But then, I would argue, because it's still remembered now, probably because they felt he was being shat on, Mm. Dragon got his moment when he lost in seven seconds to Sheamus. He got his (laughs) WrestleMania moment. I mean, yeah, maybe. It's not a moment I would choose to have. But <laughs> I think with a, with a guy that's so capable as Dragon to tell the story, to yeah. do the Brett things, to like, you know, to be given nothing and to create genius moments from him, you know. One of the other things from the first episode that we mentioned, and because it was quite, I mean, the roar itself was bad, but the fan reaction for Dragon for the Ascension Ceremony was really interesting. I remember we had the discussion at the time that who was better brett or dragon and we were going to see it would be interesting as as this has gone on don't do this to me don't do this well no but (laughs) in comparison (laughs) if you're looking and isolating to what we've just seen in wwe wwf Mm. there is no comparison brett through how he was booked how he ran the matches he had dragon is is that his doing though what brett yeah i mean we probably should do a follow-on because you know we're almost at three hours on this pod probably because we haven't seen each other for ages it's been much more fun doing it digitally but maybe we'll we'll take that up actually let's do a twitter poll make sure you follow us at world of rest (laughs) that led us to this (laughs) let's not do 2014 again bloody twitter polls but you bastards all chose and made us do this we did the whole thing we stuck it out for you guys so glad we didn't do smackdown because i mean you thought raw was bad smackdowns were the shit but you know we've done it you asked for this 
And yes, we had six weeks off in the middle, and our ratings have plummeted because you asked for this. <laughs> you, the listener, asked for this fucking dross. You're the reason why our ratings are lower than when we did TNA. So you voted with your ears. You prefer TNA and the it's NWO over boring. Daniel Bryan. You know, we tried to make the best of it. There's some yeah. great podcasts in this run. Yeah. Of just us being like, fuck it, this bollocks, Michael Cole, what a prick, you know? But don't worry, friends. We are going to be back next week, and it's mm. not a series. Which so for now, probably until the new year, we're doing spot shows and a few other bits. Yep. Um, we're still not going to reveal what we're going to do for our next series yet. We'll leave that a little bit. Mm. We've given lots of clues on our Twitter at World of Rest Pod W R E S. Yeah. So uh, keep an eye on that. Uh, is it the Marine next week or is it Legends House? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at your house. I haven't got my notes or my computer. Um. Hey, Tax. Hey, Rich. We don't have to watch WWE shows from 2014 ever again. I'm never going to watch it again. (laughs) Never, ever, 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 ever again. Never. Last things, just to polish this off, then we'll do all the bullshit. I like Dragon. Yes, agreed. I like Cesaro. Agreed. I like Steph, surprisingly. She is the she is the lead support. She would win the Oscar for supporting actress in this. Almost everything else can get in the bin. Agreed. Oh, sorry, Shield Wyatt's, but they didn't pay it off. Well, they had the the match itself as a standalone match. Very nice. It doesn't matter if you have good matches. You have to have the story too. As far as I'm concerned, that can go in the bin. But they cost the shield a place in the elimination chamber. <laughs> yeah, agreed. This has the, and this goes to show. So, a wrestler who they still don't utilize, a wrestler who's now left, and an executive of the company are the main draws in WWE in 2014. And if you look at the main draws in the company now, you've got Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, Big E's getting there. Maybe Drew and Bobby as well. Oh yeah, but give me Bobby Lashley versus <laughs> Lesnar. <laughs> Please. Give me what I want! <laughs> please, 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 please. Oh, Where can we find you on social media? At the Tex Williams. I will never be watching Monday Night Raw from 2014 <laughs> ever again. No. Because it was shit. I honestly thought this run would be a laugh and we'd have a good time. Oh, we've had a laugh? And we no, just like, had a laugh re- researching yeah. the content for the pod. The pods are great. The watching the shows is... I've never had a worse time watching wrestling. Genuinely, it's it's awful. Yeah, and think I, about the shit we've watched on these podcasts. And I, I did think because like where we we juggled around our, our, our recording was so normally we obviously aim for a Tuesday, and but for so, so quite a bit of this run we record on a Thursday. Mm. So for me, it's always been sullied by the fact that I've watched AEW in the morning, and by and large, it's I've been average at worst, very good at best. Some of the best wrestling I've ever seen. But like, even even Dynamite this week. Nothing earth-shattering happened, but start to finish, the pacing of the show, mm. I mean, even bringing bloody Jay Lethal along. Yeah. Should have been John Gresham if they were going to sign anyone, but I'll let him have Lethal. Fine, There's fair enough. ten guys I would have bought him before Lethal, to be totally honest. Yeah. and even one though his match was very good. Yeah, yeah I'm, and I'm one sure of them about... is the person who works in catering. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I'm not sure about some of the um, personable things. And that's another reason why he mm. shouldn't be there. Yeah, I agree. Um, but that all being said, uh, I think... The thing I've learned the most from this 2014 run is that AEW being around and putting on the great matches they have will hopefully improve everything for everyone. Uh, it does seem to be going that direction finally. Um, 
Uh, I just, I think it needed something. So we've had so many years of this. Well, that's the thing. Like if you think about enough it, enough already. Before, I mean, when did it stop? Because other yeah. than like Difficult Punk's, Punk's Vegas it. promo yeah. leading up to Money in the Bank, and even then, I think that was the peak of that Punk run. I Money in the Bank. I would say it's twenty years of this. Yeah. The second they went PG, it was this. But then they've got all these rumors going around that NXT is going to go to TV 14. That's only because Mandy Rose is there. <laughs> Who knows what's going on with those shows at the moment. But just like, I just hope that wrestling is never this boring again. Because it's, it's just the, what I keep coming back to. It was just really boring. It's such a waste of time. And even though there's not as many fans around as there were in the 90s, and let's let's be honest, it's not. It is the same people who watch WWE as watch AEW. A lot of people say, "Yeah, I only watch AEW." As much as I hate it, I dip into WWE. I had no interest in watching Survivor Series. There's no build after you, after we've saved this up and so I've saved it. I've uploaded it to the, the drive. I'll watch a bit of it before I go to bed because it's it's wrestling. I like wrestling. Sure. But the problem is with WWE now. I'm now watching wrestling to watch the wrestling element. Yeah, I need stories. I watch it because it's my job and it's on. Yeah, <laughs> I watch WWE because it's I, I've been I've done it since like, for thirty two years. Mm-hmm. I am getting to the point now. Like we've said several times over like the last year or so, who are all the champions? Not because they've got all the belts, but so many belts. When I looked at like rosters, there are people now I don't know who they are. Sure, yeah. and that is to me is a real sign of disengagement with this product. And it genuinely started around this time. Yeah. As soon as Dragon won... And also, the thing I thought at the time, as soon as Dragon wins the belt, no one's going to be interested. And you saw it start to tail off. Then he had to relinquish the belt. He's in the IC ladder match. We're getting very deep right now. Are you sure you want to go down this path? Well, (laughs) but it's it's the traditional thing. And in fairness, I'll go back to last week's episode of Raw and watch Triple H said. You want what you can't have, and then when you get it, you throw it away. Sure. And I think, had Dragon not had to give up the belt, it would have happened. People would have lost interest, because it's the thrill of the chase. Yeah, probably. I think he's good enough. It's the thrill of the chase, and then one day you're accidentally married with a kid. (laughs) (laughs) You forget to pull the plug. Hangman did the other bit the other way around. Yeah, so at exactly. least hopefully with the, I wish the best for him, you know. <laughs> All right. So you can find me at Fanboy Rich on Twitter. Watch my stuff on Russell Talk. Uh, yeah, give us a sub. Um, what else to say? Well, it's Christmas is coming and the goose is getting fat. So buy yeah. a t-shirt to put your goose to keep it warm so you can cook it at Christmas. Absolutely. That's how middle class I am. But I'm not having a goose. I'm having a turkey. <laughs> because, you know. Brexit means Brexit. Can't and can't get all the goose farmers in my garden. Can't get geese anymore. We don't get imports in this country, you know. <laughs> awesome. And yeah, best place to follow us is at World Rest Pod on Twitter. We do have a Facebook page. I occasionally update it, but it's other than links to the pod. Don't worry about it. But the best place you can find all of our good shows we've covered in the past, as well as these ones, worldofwrestlingpodcast.com for our archive. And we'll be back next week with something which is not an actual wrestling show. We announced them all last week, I think. So we've got like uh, five, six really fun shows, like spot shows. Yeah. And then we have a killer storyline to do afterwards. I do very, before we finish, we obviously have to add two additions to this. Go for it. We've got to do Triple Mania Regia. 
Okay, yep, fine. Because we've got to do that if we can find it, if it's not gated in Mexico. Sure. Thank you, Lucha Blog. I'm sure you'll be able to find it on <laughs> Twitch somewhere. And, Simmons, because you mentioned it, I was going to propose it anyway. I think it would be only right for us to do Final Battle for Ring okay. of Honor. Okay, for the last Ring of Honor show. Yeah, because yeah, it's going to be the sure. last one with contractor talent. I think because I, Ring of yeah, Honor is given as a legitimate number two slash number three promotion... I think it'd be nice to see it off, and especially you know, like Dalton Carson's now the TV champion, so it's always good that he'll be on the card. Sounds ace, man. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming to my house. It's nice to see you. Lovely to be here, dude. Bye, bye, everyone. We will catch you next week. Thank you for sticking out this run. It was an interesting one, eh? Fuck off, voters on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> The louder you guys are, the better the wrestlers will perform for you tonight. And that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. We're tough. We can take it, baby. You got to penetrate in the back, in the back, baby. Oh, I can see what you're talking. Wait just a minute. Get, 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 get